Here is a reminder from the American Medical Association. Games, games. Here's some games. Games that want to get out. See? More games. Don't pour sulfuric acid on your genitals. What are your qualifications? Ah, well, I didn't actually are. I'm a graduate of Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! This is the Nerd Words Podcast. You guys get a comment? What do you mean, like, buying shoes? On utilitymuffinlabs.com. Most of the time. If they have a good idea as to where you are, they'll either start blind firing at you, which is funny in its own right, or they'll uh, they'll just start wandering around in circles with their gun on, you know, in alert mode. And you can still pop them in the back of the head and explode heads all day. Um, once they figure out where you are, though, then it's time for the backup plan. Uranium feed. Which is also how I can get through a level like overburdened by 500 pounds of weight <laughs> without without worrying about anything. Slow moving is just my style. I'm always slow moving. Also, he doesn't use uh, companions. No, no companions. All they will do is fuck up a scenario. They run in. They start screaming. They start waving shit around and shooting. All of a sudden, everybody is in a clusterfuck area. And it's like, oh, shit. I don't ever not use a companion. I've had a companion since Gitmo. I got an achievement for having companions. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Five companions? Yeah. Like, Jesus I've Christ, five, dude. Five companions. I've also hit the max level with a companion. Uh, anyways, we're talking about Fallout 4 because we haven't really done anything else all week max except play that. Fucking companion. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, I how I got to max level with a companion is I've been doing this quest that's kind of a side quest from the main quest line, I believe. I'm not shocked. I was just like, man. And, uh, well, the the guy that I have with me, um, I, I think you've encountered him already. Um, his name is Valentine. He's like the yeah. the private detective. And he's like the consummate good guy. And that's how I've been playing the character. It's <laughs> oh, just is as he? the consummate good guy. Yeah. I just ran into him this morning. The only thing I noticed is he's a fucking synthetic it's true. He is. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the Brotherhood, Nick. We know oh, uh, that was a spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I just followed him around and did all of his like little side quests. And I was telling Brandon, uh, who's not on the podcast, so fuck him. But I was telling Brandon, he's like, oh, you know, what, what quests have you been doing? I was telling him I started this side quest with Valentine where you have to go around and find all these tapes. And all these tapes are like these hollow tapes that this bad guy he's been after recorded. And they're at the various police stations, which are literally at like the furthest fucking points of the map. Right. And <laughs> at that point, I hadn't even discovered like four of these police stations. This quest took me two fucking days to complete. But in taking two days to complete... I had to like explore the fucking majority of the map to find these police stations. Yeah, I just uh, you just ended up getting that achievement for like a hundred locations discovered or yeah. some shit, which yeah. is ridiculous, right? Yeah. So one of the police stations <laughs> I had to there's a there's a settlement that I have, 
that is along a train uh, train tracks. And it's I literally was like, okay, so this police station is way the fuck south. I'll just follow the train tracks the whole way there, which is what I did. Like, I literally had to explore, like, in the old days. Well, there's the train tracks. Let's follow those down and see where that leads. Maybe we'll find a road. And, yeah, so it takes you into weird fucking port towns and shit. Oh, there's definitely got to be a Stand By Me reference in there somewhere. Yeah, I feel like there was a Mad Max reference in there. I found the guy uh, who was, like, in leathers with a shotgun just like dead. <laughs> like and he, he had a cooler and the cooler had like a bunch of dog food in it and i was like hmm i don't know but maybe so it's hard apocalypse is an apocalypse is apocalypse mm-hmm. at that point but uh and the cars don't run so that would be the other hard thing right but he was also dead in a tunnel yeah wouldn't it be badass if you mm-hmm. could just fix up a motorcycle <laughs> like yeah we don't need horses or any shit like that right, but so i mean you can know. now fly <laughs> <laughs> First the of all, you're asking. I'm just saying. they fucking already mutate. Trust me, one mutated on me. Yeah, fuck that. When they start like glowing with radiation or fire, oh, they have Jesus. six foot mosquitoes that stab you in the heart and kill you, dude. So yeah, you know if you haven't had a problem with them, I have. Those mosquitoes, uh, they're, they're annoying. Are fucks. They're annoying. They're they're yep. like the worst. Yep. It's the only game where I wore power armor to go bug hunting. The first time I ran into anything that turned legendary on me, it was a fucking bloat fly, right? A so, bloat fly turned legendary. Yeah, so I was um, <laughs> I was coming up on the hospital, like Kennedy Hospital or whatever it was, and I was like, okay, this place is on the map. It says hospital. You know, this place is obviously going to be a little bit rough for me because I was low level at the time. I was like maybe seven or eight, and I was like, but fuck it. I'm always in for a sense of adventure. So I go up there, and right out the gate, there's like a couple bloat flies and some uh, blood bugs out there. And I'm just like, all right, well, let's just clear these out of the way. So pull out my 10-millimeter pistol. It's definitely going to be enough. And just start shooting, right? And uh, they're too far away for me to really get anything well done on VATS. Um, So I'm just kind of firing away at it. And then like one of them just doesn't fall when I shoot it. And not only does it not fall, but it's dodge weaving and spitting shit all the fuck over me, right to the point where I'm like, "Oh fuck, I need stim packs," you know. So I injected myself with a couple of stim packs. I came back around to it and I just started unloading on it, and it was still not dead yet. I just took a little bit more than I was totally comfortable with, and then I looked over it and it said legendary on it, and I got some, I got some like leather gear loot or something like that off it, and I was like, "What the fuck happened there?" I I, when the first time I ever found them so for whatever reason I I was exploring looking for something and I walked to the very top of the map and I was like oh shit I can't go any further where the hell am I so I pull up the map and I'm I'm up at the top I'm like okay that's cool because I thought I was at the corner like at the far right corner like how the fuck did I get here already no so I find again fucking uh, a road and I'm like well eh, I haven't really done much just freelance exploring. Let's just walk down this road and see what happens. So I'm walking down the road, and first I encounter a guy with a traveling bar. Right. So this guy, he's got like a bar in the middle of the street. All right, I was thinking like weightlifting bar. All right, I'm with you. I did find some weights yesterday, which was weird. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've been finding them around. And uh, so I find this guy, and he's like, hey, uh, I only have like whiskey, but uh, you're more than welcome to have a drink. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good keep walking 
Because he's and, like the one dude in the middle of a field in right. nowhere with he's a like, formaldehyde he, rag. He's like, yo. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> it's like Captain Rapey, like, hey, you want to drink at my bar? Hit, That's hit. the only clear drinking fluid with no scent we have around here. Why don't you have yourself a sip? So I'm like, all right, you know, enjoy your day. Have a good one. Fuck off. And uh, I go walking down the road and I see a bunch of like military vehicles. And those are always mm. kind of a 50-50. Right. Sometimes they're just, there's nothing there. You might find some ammo. Sometimes there's really powerful fuck you robots. This time there was fucking stabby mosquitoes, giant fucking. Yep. And I'm like, I'm shooting them. And I, 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 at the time I was, I was like primarily using the 10 millimeter pistol and I had like a rifle or something. And I'm like shooting for all it's worth. Cause like my vets, I have to run away from these things cause they're just doing what the hell does VAT stand for? It stands for uh, something automatic targeting system. Vault Tech automatic targeting system, I think. Okay. Bats. I, I got it. And then there's another one, but I don't know what that is. I haven't ever used it. I'm hipping with it. I'm yeah. just curious. So so these fucking mosquitoes, uh, they, they hobble my dog. Yeah. <laughs> My, I'm like, get them, dog. They're just mosquitoes. And I'm and over here. like, Bzzz. yeah, stab, stab, spit, stab. And I'm like, oh. And the, and the dog is like, when when the dog gets hobbled, it's like dragging its ass legs. You know, it's like, oh, you're trying to dodge your life. And looks you like hear, it has worms. All you hear is the dog <laughs> and the sound of a Slurpee in the hands oh, of a nine-year-old no. on a hot day. Oh, no. <laughs> poor, poor dog meat. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, horrible. but they fucking killed me. <laughs> and uh, when I reloaded, I was like, normally when I reload, uh, I'll, I'll go back to where I was. I had an autosave for a while. So I just was like, you know what? All that, it never happened. <laughs> just moving right along. I got to tell you why I knew I wouldn't like Fallout 4, why I was convinced. And it was because I didn't see how you can make the world that I'm used to now. Because beating two of their games, three, really three. How the hell could you make it more interesting? It just... What are you going to do? Right. And the fact is that they do is because they're telling a storyline that's going across multiple perspectives. You know, it's like, how do you tell an action film? It all takes place on Earth in the real world, right? Logic didn't apply to me until I started playing a game. And again, they do. They somehow made vault Tech the biggest bags of shit that ever existed. Yeah. Well, that's been in every game, right? Now, I, I really didn't see that. I didn't recall vault Tech being a bad guy. Yeah. So because- you got to read it, right? Uh, that's that's one of the, the crazy nuances about the game is that um, it's all kind of in the background. Every time you go into a vault, it, everything is completely fucksville, and right. it's because vault Tech did some serious shit. And, and I, I always took it as vault Tech was like, the, in my head it was like it was a it was crazy 50s company that tried to research science and said, hey, we'll build these fallout shelters that you could conceivably survive in. Yeah, I remember. You know, houses of the future. And then it's like the bomb happened. Oh, shit, we were right. And, okay, some of our ideas didn't work. Mm-hmm. And some of them luckily did. That's how I always saw them until this game. Yeah, I remember the third one. It was kind of alluded to that, like, maybe the vault tech people weren't the nicest folks. They didn't necessarily have your best interest at heart. But, like, in this one... They overtly state, like, yeah. we've decided we're just doing social experiments with what's left of humanity. And, yeah, they they definitely paint them in this game as the, the, the evil. Did you guys ever listen to the tape on, in Vault 114, 
the one where you where you rescue Nick from. Yes. And they're like, yeah, we got all these people coming in. We're going to have them do interviews for the overseer. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that we have a bunch of politicians and diplomats in this vault and people of wealth and class. And then we're going to get <laughs> yeah. somebody who has no experience, no experience with government or uh, regulation or anything of the sort, and then put them in as the overseer. And at all points, the Vault-Tec staff has to completely support the decisions made by the overseer. Right. And they play an interview with a guy, and it's just this Southie thug Boston guy who's just like, I don't fucking trust the government for fucking shit. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, I, take it back. I think I you're just the kind of person we want. I was reading about how, like, you know, they were looking for somebody who probably should have a, an issue with authority. You know, yeah. in fact, it's welcomed, but I didn't hear the interview. Yeah, the tapes are all on the table um, right next to that uh, computer. So you just pick them up and you put them in there. Some person's like, you know, the other two sound like pretty adequate candidates. They're so like, oh, yeah, I did a great job in the high school debate team. You know, we placed first in state, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. You know, and then it's just the other guy who's like, <laughs> all right. I'll take the fucking job, but I'm not wearing a fucking tie or any fucking pants if I don't have to. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, obviously a little bit funny, but it's still. It's- For me, the insidious nature was going getting in Vault 114 and they explained to you how it's a snow. It was Vault 84. I apologize. That the quest line around it? Yeah, see that you you went to eighty four. Right. I, I saw eighty four and I, kept moving. I haven't been there. I, I've only been to eighty one. I've been I've been to one fourteen, I've been to eighty four. And I was uh I think it was eighty four. It was eighty something. It might have yeah, been eighty one. 81's the one that's still up and running. Yes, eighty one's the one I've been to. Okay. So but you you read in there since the cats out the bag, vault for you learn that they're not fuck humans. What they're trying to do is sculpt they were literally leagues ahead. 200 to be exact, right? And they're trying to figure out a way for mankind to be the super mankind at the end of the day. Like, how do we get them immune to disease? How do we get them to where they're resistant to radiation? How do we get to where they're just not hurt? And then, but if you realize it, they have the farthest they got were the super mutants. Yeah. you. I have no evidence to back this up, but they came from somewhere. And everything I'm reading is fucking vault tech. Uh. Someone made them and didn't include the intelligence quotient. <laughs> Is all I'm saying. They made them and it, because they're super resistant to radiation, super resistant to damage. It's everything they wanted. They don't seem to disease free. They can eat anything and do. I mean, they're super yeah, meatheads. The only, the only I, don't, I didn't say it was successful, Nick. What I'm saying is that somewhere along the line, that vault was part of the genetic enhancement and the intelligent half died in an explosion. Well, let me ask you <laughs> this. Have you ever seen a female uh, super mutant? No. You know Why? Me neither. Right, right. <laughs> but I don't think they came out of a vault. Or wait, no. In Fallout 3, you did. Did you? Yeah. It looked like a normal super mutant, but it was in a dress. It says, no, I'm a female. I remember that distinctly. <laughs> the head went in there. You couldn't tell them apart. Now, whether yeah. he was just batshit crazy, but I was like, no, nah, that's, that's legit. It's per- got to be. Perhaps the super mutants reproduce asexually. Or they're like dwarves, where you can't tell the males and females apart. I think we're going with that. <laughs> I don't know. But it's Vault, vault Tech will let you know. Oh, I'm a female. Can't you and tell then, by the lipstick? I with the game. I, I literally <laughs> stayed up way too late before I had to go to work the next day because I was super pissed. Now, I wind down from my my Fallout 4 where I get back to the nice junkyard, or excuse me, the, the gas station because I chose that. That's my base. The world can fall apart and has. That's my home. Got my turrets up now. Well, I mean, I'm ahead of myself. I had just fences, just broke them down. Have my power armor out. I polished it. 
Learned I could do upgrades, just upgraded it, painted it like I liked it, and I'm chilling, and here I am. I put Preston, as you know, as the leader of the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. Preston is also a black man. <laughs> and and maybe and maybe that should have been my first clue. <laughs> I myself being a black man, I understand the stigma that's there, but I'm like, it's the apocalypse. This dude's a good guy of the Minutemen. He doesn't believe in doing anything bad. Oh, you guys are gonna spoil so, alert me, aren't you? So here I am sitting at the gas station. No. Got my set of power armor all nice and shiny, and two legendary super mutants appear out of nowhere, just come out from the brush, and start gunning down the whole fucking gas station. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like a random spawn. So I'm ducking, engaging the fight, doing my thing, and Preston goes, oh, super mutants, and he ducks into the back. I'm not paying attention, because I'm dodging the minigun fire that's coming in the door, and then all of a sudden I see my suit of power armor open the fucking warehouse door and run the opposite direction. He literally flees the entire area. I chose the, I had the dog as my companion at that point, and we came back and I put Preston here as well. I decided it was going to have one place in the map I could always get everything, my power armor or my choice of companion. Made sense to me. Yeah, he fucking left. He ran with my power armor and was gone. <laughs> so I'm battling two super mutants, watching my ammo, all 38 gone. All my shotgun shells gone. All my laser shit gone. I'm down to literally a tire iron and my Krognak the Barbarian suit that I had to put on because I had to go club these fucking mutants like a baby And you needed the seal. melee boost. And I run out and club the shit out of them, but it's done. And I am incensed. I'm sitting in this chair trying to keep it down. Like, I'm so pissed because I know I've got to be a crazy guy. Because I'm like... This fucking Nick, this fucking guy stole my. He literally jacked me from my shit and took off. It's it's in the game, but it wasn't meant to happen. You can tell it wasn't meant to happen. Like these guys will do. They react in a realistic environment, but I'm like, that's too close to home. That breaks all social barriers. That was supposed to be a good guy. He he didn't. It wasn't that he was using my power armor to save me. It's that he stole it and left me to my fate. I had to track him down. You guys are talking about exploring areas because you want to. I'm exploring areas because I'm looking for my armor out there in the waste doing God knows what. And I want it back today, right now. Because t- I literally put everything into this power armor. Every bottle cap I had. Every, every bit of time I did for that whole fucking day. And where is this dude? And when I find him, it's because the game, whether it glitched for it or what have you, I hadn't done anything with the Minutemen. I've done tons of shit with the Brotherhood. I find him at the castle. And I get sucked into this giant monster fight. Now I want you to know, they give you power cells aplenty there to use on the power armor you're supposed to be in when you're at this fight. Yeah. This son of a bitch is there in my power armor and won't get out of it. About that. <laughs> um... Asshole guy, I, that that fight that you're talking about—that's hysterical. That, that, that we've ju- I, I I have a I have a uh, something to say about your power armor issue, just for future reference, if you haven't figured this out. But uh, at that point, when I was you know playing the game, uh, I kind of was like, these fucking power armors—they <laughs> last like ten minutes. Fuck it, I'll leave it here. I'll do it the old-fashioned way. So that castle fight, when you have to take back the castle, I did without power armor. Yeah, me too. And that was a motherfucker of a fight. Yeah. That was a motherfucker of a fight. I, I was like, I was like, I, I hate these fucking crab fucks. I still do. I, and so, so oh, crab people. Oh, yeah. I haven't, haven't, haven't done haven't, that yet, but I know what the, the fuck castle. you're talking about. So let me, let me, uh, let me give you a spoiler, which is called, so you can prepare ahead of time. <laughs> you, you go to the castle. Tip. 
right? And <laughs> it's you and Preston and like three, three random dudes. idiots. Yeah, three random dudes that are going to die immediately. FNGs. Yeah. Yeah, they're just there. Uh, so they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking rally here and we're going to take back the castle. And you get, you get strategy. Like you can pick, we're going to do it this way, we're going to do it this way, or we're going to do it this way. It doesn't matter how you decide to do it, by the way. Uh, so you run forward and like five Mirelurks come charging out of this fucking castle. Crab people. Yeah. And they're cocksuckers. They're hard. And also, I don't know if you noticed this, but I there's three guys shooting at one. The moment I, I shoot one of them, they're like, fuck those guys and come to kill me. So I'm like, uh, yep. uh, okay. So I'm doing the, the, the bottle cap mine trick. Which is, oh, you're charging me? Bottle cat mine. Hopefully it doesn't kill me. Yeah, hopefully I can back up right. out of hopefully range. Hopefully I'm far enough away that this mine, when you step on it, doesn't murder me. So after three or four times of doing that, um, <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'll do? I'll run forward before they come out. I'll throw a bunch of mines down. And as they come out, they'll step on them and they'll blow up. Great idea. Great plan. <laughs> Except for the assholes that you're there with are too dumb to realize that they shouldn't be charging forward. So they charge forward, step on the mines. One of them dies. Then they're like, you asshole. And everybody turns on me, Preston. And they're like, fuck you. And I'm like, all right, reload. So eventually, <laughs> eventually I get the timing down. I get that taken care of. And I'm like, oh, man, that was a tough fucking fight. Same. All right, let's get into this castle. Then more start coming out. They're like, clear it out. Let's get them all out. I'm like, all right, cool. Fucking kill these guys. All right, all right. Wipe the sweat from my brow. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> yeah, just just because uh, we paused real quick. There's like a three-year-old death metal singer girl that lives in our apartment complex. Wearing a Burger King crown, apparently. She is birthing a fucking antichrist out right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm for sure <laughs> gotta, a gotta career in death there. metal. They're just they're just growling at the top of their lungs. They must love the echo. So, anyways, we get makes done. my throat feel weird. And uh, <laughs> th- there's 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 these hatchlings, and these hatchlings are little assholes. But you know they don't really do much damage. So you're no, like, they're just annoying. You're like plink plink plink, no big deal. And then the mother of the Mirelurks comes out, which is like a ten foot tall giant. Skull leveled fucking. She's about a beast. Yeah, like a one and a half story build. It's a big thing. Huge. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> now, all right. Now, there's another mistake I warn you of that will glitch. If you've been giving your heavy weapons to your companion to hold so it doesn't weigh you down, smart idea. Don't give them the ammo. <laughs> <laughs> no. They Am- will ammo use zero it. Zero on you. Why well, state this? I died three times. Same castle fight. Um, my dear robot, I went and got the Mr. Mr. Cleaner, whatever it is, back at your house, the Mr. Gutsy or whatever. Com- Codsworth? Yeah. God, thank you. Godsworth. Yeah. And, uh, Cod- Codsworth? Like I, the Cod-, Cod piece? Yeah, yeah. Codsworth, yeah. yeah. There you go. God. Whatever. <laughs> that guy. He's so, very British. I gave him my fat boy, and <laughs> which if you don't know what the fat boy is in Fallout, it, what it is is basically it's a gun, that it's a long rifle that shoots Wait, mini nukes. You're telling me that Codsworth can fire a fat boy? I didn't know he could either. <laughs> All right. Bear with me. He doesn't have arms. Bear, Motherfucker. He has four of them. <laughs> so bear, bear with me. I put him on him and I'm like, cool, I'm fighting this fight and whatever. He's got like and a robot dick shooting mini nuke loads. It. It's the third time I'm doing it because you die the first time. 
Then I was dealing with pressing out of the power suit. I died again. Then I'm like, we're just focusing on the monster. I'm not getting the power suit. Some of a bitch, but I shoot that laser a hundred times. That's all I care. Kill it. Do something. So life's dropping, whatever. And my dude's running off, flamethrowering, which he can do, and chainsawing shit, which I expect from him. The big monster comes out, and there's like 20 of these babies running, because like you said, those people fold. Yeah. They get whooped. Yeah. By the time and you then, get to the boss, there won't be any. And then extras. out of nowhere, I stepped in the wrong part off the castle grounds, and Myrlux come out of the water, three of them. Oh, and they're running oh, after yeah. me. So I run towards the fight, thinking, let's not have anything else spawn. I'm trying to use gamer logic in it now to try to help me through it. And all I see is a nuke on the horizon. <laughs> it's just boom. But I was at ground zero. <laughs> so I'm dead. Now I'm like, who shot me with a nuke? Touchdown. Well, go to spots no dope. Go to the quick save. I go to the quick save. The quick save has it to where the Myrlux are now at a distance, still coming out of the water, still running at me. And I hear Codsworth. He's he's like, don't worry, sir. Then I see a nuke go off right on the Myrlux. I'm like, what? And I look at Codsworth, just like feet behind me in a doorway, and he shoots it again. Now, I don't see him shoot it. I just see something come very fast out of his hands. And then like that device works, then the nuke shows. I'm dead again. <laughs> okay. Go to the quick save one more time. And I try to run over to talk to him to hurry up and get the mini nukes off of him. Because I had six of them. And I'm like, apparently he's going to use all six. I don't know how he's using it. I don't even <laughs> see the gun. I don't even see him shooting it. I get all the way over there. And I get to Codsworth and Preston drive-bys Codsworth. <laughs> now, why he does it, Codsworth used the nuke. And I watch my beautiful power armor go to skeletal bones as it hits the boss <laughs> and Preston. So Preston shoots me, shoots Codsworth, just literally mows us down. And apparently when your companion gets mad or your former companions, they hit like a ton of shit. Yeah. Just, it's done. So he kills me in like minimal shots. My it didn't matter what I injected myself with. Finally, I go back to my previous save. And it's right as I'm looking for Preston, looking around and get it. And I literally take every grenade possible that I have. And I talk to Codsworth. You have all the grenades because he can throw them all he likes. I can survive a grenade. And I give it to him. I take off the mini nuke, everything else. And then it dawns on me. Well, I have a minigun. I put it on Codsworth. Now I'm like, cool. Have a minigun and 800 rounds. I don't give a shit. You can use that till you're blue. And all the grenades you like. My weight's fine. Go back to fight that boss. And he's trying to chainsaw the boss and dies. <laughs> well you may think that sucked I took that as a win because <laughs> there's no nukes now and I know not to walk over to trigger my relux and we're good now the boss turns and decides you told me Nate eventually she stops sh shitting kids yeah eventually eventually yeah not for me that whole fight it was wave after wave after wave after wave and they keep running and they were multiplying yeah. if I didn't kill them fast enough I'm dealing with 5 and it was 10 and yep. it was 20 Yeah. and I'm just doing what I can However, I ran into the base, found a flamer, and I come off, and I'm able to deal with those little ones that, that, in spurts. There is nothing more effective against them than a fucking flamethrower. Right. Or or a knife at the end of your gun. Stab, stab, right, stab, right. stab. That's, that's literally that how driver. I dealt with it. So so how I, how I did that fight was this giant fucking monstrosity erupts from the ground, and I didn't have a follower. It was just me and fucking good old Preston. And uh, he's fucking running around. Fucking pressing. And he's engaged with the monster. He's right? my he's my Hank Pym. I just want you to know in that game. <laughs> right. Fucking. So there's a there's a little dome entrance at the at the back end of the castle. Um, or not a dome, but like an archway. Yep. And I'm just like standing in this archway 
Like, I'm like, I can't go out there. Because at this point, by the way, I was not prepared for a boss fight. I was prepared for Meyer Lurks, right. which I had already killed and used all of my fucking ammo for. So the only thing that I have ammo for is a 10 millimeter handgun. <laughs> How am I going to kill a fucking two story tall Meyerlurk grandma with a fucking 10 millimeter pistol? Through Guess the what? eye. I'm not. Through the eye. Yep. So, and it's just shitting out children, just shitting them out. <laughs> shitting I'm, babies. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this fucking run backwards, step, stab, shoot, vats thing. Like, fuck, stabbing myself with stim packs. Because these, these Meyerler kids, they don't do a lot of damage. But when there's like eight of them all at once attacking they you. They can stick you in one spot. It's it, like they, they try to. You're stuck. Right. They, yeah. And they corner you. And then the mom vomits on you. It's kind of like uh, going back to uh, the old uh, Mass Effect, the original, when they had those uh, rachni little bugs that would come after you. Yep. Where yeah. the, they didn't do any damage to you, really, but they every single part. one of them was enough. Yeah. Just uh, do a little damage. Or what was it in that? In Halo, where they'd send like. A little something the would come flood. after you. Yeah, the flood. They'd have those little bugs, and they would just be enough to keep your shield from regenerating and fuck your day up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm in this room, and I'm running around the outer perimeter of the castle and, you know, going back to this little area. And the whole time, Preston is just fighting because the cool thing about Bethesda games, and you'll notice if you've played Skyrim, is, like, the NPC that is important when they get fucking killed, they don't die. They just go to one knee. Yeah, and they, they tap out. out. Right. They 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 tap out, and then ten minutes later or whatever, they'll pop back up. So I'm like, fuck it. Preston can fight this thing, and I'm just eventually after like 25 minutes, these fucking babies stop coming. I I must have killed fucking 150 of them <laughs> for and it, no bullshit. Just they just kept coming and coming. So when Preston goes down. Then I have to be concerned because now it's going to come after me. So I'm just hiding in a corner and there's only like two <laughs> feet of like open space where it can see me. I like your Preston. <laughs> yeah, my Preston didn't steal my, my power yeah, armor. Yeah, my Preston in my power armor stood about a good, I'd say, oh, about a quarter mile out shooting pot shots, <laughs> leaving me as a center of attention for the giant monster. So just before I forget, on the subject of, of your, your, uh, your companions and your power armor... If you go up to them and you pull up the, the conversation menu, you know, you get the, you know, leave, you uh-huh. know, da 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 You can if tell you, them to get out of it. Right, yeah. If you hit talk. They you have can, to be in your party. They shouldn't have to be. Yeah. You should be able to just talk to them. Oh, no. Then, then my game said <laughs> F me because Preston wouldn't get out for nothing. I mean, my, I got my vengeance. Right. I stole everything off him. <laughs> yeah, he's saw. still buck naked. So I didn't so, go talk to him. He's still standing in a field yeah. in just his underwear. So the other day, I think yesterday I come out here. And I'm watching Bob play. And the cool thing about watching somebody play this game <laughs> is they're playing a completely different game than you. There's so much shit in this game that every person you talk to has done it differently. Yeah, where they've been, what decisions they've made, the kind of gear. They're just their general play style. Yeah. Everybody's got it different. Right. So I walk out here and he's in town in Sanctuary <laughs> and there's Preston in his underwear. Took his fucking hat. Took everything. Motherfucker. He took took everything everything. from him. It's not like I used it. I took it and threw it randomly out. (laughs) Right. Just threw it in the fucking river. He needs to Motherfucker. I was, I just, I'm, I I I don't want your mama to recognize you. I don't take that back. 
it still feels good. So it feels good to know that Preston will be done in one day. Here, here's the summation of of my castle experience. We kill the queen, right? And I'm like, fuck, great. Okay, now we get somewhere. You know, we get the radio back working, and sort of vaguely, Preston's like, hey, uh, make sure you clear everything. There might be still some some eggs around and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. You know, because I got a flamethrower now. I'm cool. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm walking around and I'll <laughs> yeah, see little baby. piles of eggs and flamethrow them, you know. And every once in a while, one will pop up and I'll fucking smoke him. And <clears throat> mind you, I'm expecting at the end of the castle fight to get like a reimbursement of all the resources I just used. No, there ain't shit in the castle. Yeah, it's the right? apocalypse. There's, there's nothing here. It's been stripped. There's some tin cans. Go fuck yourself. But I'm like, whatever. I, I fought everything. I'll be fine. I go up on the top of the castle. Guess what pops up? More Meyer lurks. And I die. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, what a motherfucker. Because you know what adult Meyer lurks don't give a shit about that baby ones do? Flamethrowers. They don't give a fuck about flamethrowers. You have to laser shoot them in the face. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fucking right in the face. I'm like, eh, flamethrower. Eh. No. Did, you, did either of you guys pick up that perk? Um, so that, uh, when you put somebody in VATS, you can see their strengths, weaknesses, and resistances and stuff like that. Is that worth it? It is because that's how I figured out the mother and, uh, the other Milox, their lasers are what, what they're weak to. Yeah. They're weak to energy. Oh yeah. All right. What the fuck? Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't taken it. Most of the stuff that I have is either for me to find more ammo, uh, cause I needed that or to improve my pistol, uh, damage cause that's mostly what I use. And um, armoring, I, so I, I have, <laughs> I have natural leader. I have two perks in that, so I can, so I can build shit in my settlements that I wanted to build. And then I have like three levels of armor, or two levels of armor, um, and then two or three levels of the weapon improvement perks, so I can, you know, fucking buff out my armor. And um, for the first like eight or nine levels, uh, I didn't really know that there were perks below your ability dots. Uh, so I just kept bumping up my ability dots because I, I don't know why I just didn't, oh, it didn't occur to me. Yeah. So I, that had, that had crossed my mind initially as well, where I was like, Oh shit. So I can only bump my, my initial ability stats. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. They didn't really explain uh, it. But, uh, I, I just didn't believe that was a possibility. So I ended up going down. I think maybe I even blew. Yeah, I did. I blew a point in like strength or some shit. Um, because you start out with really low stats compared to the last game games, um, which I don't know if I'm the only one who noticed. Maybe I just did it all wrong, but I thought that like I was min maxing way more than I did before. Like I couldn't, I didn't take a super high perception. My perception was something like a seven, but everything else ended up being like threes and fours. I was like, holy shit. I, what I did when I, when I made my character, I didn't know what was going to be more important. Even though I played previous games, I didn't really know what was going to be more important. So I literally put everything at the same and had one that was higher. Like, I think I put my last point in perception. So my perception was like a five and everything else was a four. Um, but then, like I said, for the first, like, I probably eight levels or so, I didn't know there was stuff below your ability points. That's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. So, yeah, my, well, my perception and my charisma are both like eights, you know, so yeah. like those are really high. And then... Here's a little side <laughs> note. So I'm in a party last night and I'm talking to Jeff and Jeff is like, oh yeah, you know, I found this way that I could, uh, all my stats are at a 10 and I'm like, you're a douchebag. So you've had the game for what, two days and you already figured out a way to break it. 
yeah, well, it doesn't really give me that much of an advantage. And I was like, no, all of your stats are at 10. It, I, how does that not break the game? Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to beat it this way. And then I was like, why even bother? Why even bother playing this the fucking game? Place. Was it a bug? I'll, I'll never, I'll never, I don't know. I'll never crap on anybody for it's, doing it. It's a glitch. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to know. Like me, it's Bethesda, right? And they have it in every one of their games. Yeah, it, with the amount of shit, I don't that think it's they, a glitch. The, yeah, the amount saying. of shit that I don't they think have it's a games. glitch. I don't. It, I it's don't. a backdoor. The developers like, hey, let's find a fuck. Since, since before people got, in, I've been in games since since Knee High to a Grasshopper. I've done them all. Every single game at some point has something that someone figures out that they can do, and I think it's now a built-in flaw that they know gamers expect it. They expect Easter eggs. They expect shortcuts. And when it gets really abused, and now with the internet, when it's really abused, yeah. then they take it down, but they still generated interest for that game. It's like the Agma Infinium. From, correct. From, from yeah. Skyrim. It'll drive people I never, to the game to play it. never had any desire to do the Agma Infinium loophole or whatever it was. I sure did. Yeah, no, I did. I, I, here's, I, here's I my three characters. I don't have to go through all the hustle to get up there and powerful enough to do what I right. need to do. Yeah, I beat the game legitimately once. Okay, yep. so now I'm messing around. That, that's it was never much of a hustle it. for me because of the way that I play. I'm, I'm a tactician. So for me, can you imagine if like the the real joy that you get out of any of those games is the fact that you can go into a situation to which you're not properly leveled and to beat it just be, by being clever. If that option's gone... Then it, it kind of ruins the fun. So yeah, I mean, for me, for me, it was never tempting. I, I, I've, I've always had this opinion, and, and I had the same opinion with Skyrim. I will play the game legitimately and beat it legitimately, and do all the challenging stuff to get where I, I need to go. But then after that, I'll make another character and just fuck off. You yeah, know, I'll do all the weird stat boost perks just to see. You know, because at that point, I've already beaten the story. I already know what's going on. So now I'm just here to fuck off. I'm just playing around to have fun. That's what I always did with Mass Effect. I would create, uh, like, my Fem Shep was a horrid cunt. She was the meanest, crassest, like, woman there was in that galaxy. And she would just tell everybody to fuck off and fall under her boot. She was like the Darth Wench of the, the fucking galaxy. <laughs> um, I play, I play games. That was fun for intended. me. And that's because I don't care. I don't care to use the internet for anything when it comes to it. I really don't. Even a game that stumps me, I'll figure it out. And I've done that. Uh, the few times I've, I have used the internet is because I didn't give a shit about the game. That's, that's the truest insult I can throw to anyone is when I'm looking on the internet to solve something because you're not worth my time to figure out. Because, you know, not entertained. Fallout 4. Is this for like a movie? Uh, it's no. the IMDB page. I they rated they it a 9.8. Yeah, that's crazy. That's weird. Yeah. 9.8 out of 10 from 699 users. It's so, yeah, so it's, weird. It's rated pretty highly. Well, I mean, all the games that have like voice actors have uh, an IMDb page because, uh, for those of you who don't know, if you are in a game that goes on IMDb because it's voice acting, it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's you're doing voiceover work. So, you put it on a resume, you get to go and, you know, jerk me off. But, uh, uh, that's cool that it's rated highly. Uh, here's here's some of the things. Obviously, it's an enjoyable game. I haven't done anything in the last week. Um, have you have you experienced any funny glitches? In I the just game? told you about one. Well, too. well, beyond that one. <laughs> so I posted a little clip um, yesterday on Xbox Live. We're in this area that's kind of like a like mildly flooded. It's like kind of like a swampland, and. Um, I walk into the water and the water's not deep. It's like ankle deep water. 
and my companion is swimming in the air, <laughs> in midair. And I'm like, I, you, you see it in the video, I'm, I'm walking, I turn and look at him and just stop. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? As he's just swimming through the air. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, another one was uh, at the castle, because like as you you get the different um, different settlements, you have to defend them occasionally. Right. And apparently if you don't defend them, like the quest never goes away and you can never finish it. I, I don't know what the fuck happened. So whereas I used to just ignore them, I was like, man, eh, don't fuck them. They can figure it out for themselves. Yeah, don't do that. If it pops up, go defend this place, go defend it. Because otherwise that quest never goes away and you can never complete it. But uh, there was one at the castle where they're like, go help defend the castle. Why the fuck does it need help? But right. uh, there's castle. these right there's these fucking uh, these super mutants there, and they're outside of that archway, and they come into the archway, and they both die, and then there's an explosion, and it literally like pops them out like a cork, where their bodies go fucking shooting out the fucking. Oh, entrance. that was that video that you <laughs> yeah. made. Yeah, I was like looking at it. I was like. I, uh, <laughs> Looks like somebody detonated a nuke on the other side of it. And it just Suddenly, ragged just... all the fuck out, you know. I have, a, I have a mysterious stalker in that game, and I know it's not a glitch. It's just weird. His name's Duke. And Duke shows up when you're not in your power armor, I think. Because what he'll do is, and whether it's on purpose, whether it's just because this game hates me, um, I don't know. But I went and fought, like, badass super mutants. There's, like, 11 of an unusual amount over by the Coast Guard doing a quest for the Brotherhood. Yeah, at the fucking satellite array, which and, is a motherfucker. And out of, well, satellites are another one. This was just the Coast Guard. Oh, okay. And I, and I went there and what have you, and I'm there fighting this fight. And I'm getting piling through ammo, mutant dog, screw you. I'm doing the <sighs> usual. And out of nowhere, and I'm down to the last mutant, I have five bullets left. I'm about to load the tire iron of power. Krognag suit's about to come unsheathed. <laughs> And uh, he's about to don his power I skirt. Do I gotta do. <laughs> Out of nowhere, this dude in power armor and wearing this like weird fire hot rod tattoo on it shows up, jumps off a building, lays waste with a minigun, and then tells me I don't talk to people without power armor, kid, and runs off. Yeah, I still haven't. I, and I, I so, saw this shit on his TV. I was like, who the fuck is that? So I look for him. He's nowhere. And he, then I see him from the far distance running down the road. I was like, okay, asshole. I go back to my gas station. I load the power armor I do have. Screw the whatever. I was low on juice. I get back there and I'm walking all around looking for him. Can't find him. I'm like, he's got to be somewhere. Haven't found him yet. He just, just doesn't exist. So I'm like, all right, that sucks. Today, I'm over at uh, just just again wandering with some quest. And I'm exploring by the, by the shoreline by Castle. And out of nowhere, these laser blasts come over my shoulder and they melt one of the Myrlicks I was fighting. And I'm like, okay, that must have been the robot chick I'm with. Nope, she's, she took a knee. She got her ass well. I'm like, well, who shot it? And I see the dude in a way distance in his power armor. I'm not in my power armor. <laughs> I go hauling ass, right? I go back to the gas station. I get my power armor, come back to the spot. I look everywhere for him. He's gone. Did you, did you, you take know. the mysterious stranger perk? I did not. I did not take that. I might. You're like the little kid in a wild western, right? So <laughs> it's just yeah. you know the dude just kind of comes in on the town on his horse, you know, and just kind of saves your ass at the last minute. Kind of tips <laughs> his head at you, like take care, Sonny, and then just Davis rides right? off. You're like, but I'm cool too. I have good right. guns, and he's like, nice try. 
got power armor. I just fucking wasted power. Get power That's armor, cool. Because I, I haven't I haven't seen that guy at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have no idea what he's talking I've, about. I saw it on his TV though. If I hadn't seen it there, I you know I'd been like, okay. But uh, it's cool. Black, all black. Uh, power armor with like hot rod flames on the shoulders. Oh, so he's sexy as fuck. Yeah, it looks awesome. And I was like, where's that guy? I want his power armor. I want the mod to paint my power armor to look like that. I had to paint it to look like vault tech armor so it would give me a boost to my charisma. So I'm wondering uh I'm wondering how long it's gonna take for the uh the Steam mods to come in for this game. <laughs> um which will obviously badass it up as much as Skyrim did. Yeah, we we don't um, we don't play it on the PC, so we don't get the luxury of mods and cool stuff like that. I mean, I don't even consider it a luxury. Well, I get why people do the PC. Here's the thing: I'm like the worst person to talk about that because where I'm like an awesome, I love video games. I'm all into them. That's it. When I beat a game, I'm done. Yeah, this game has as long as it takes for me to get through it for me to enjoy it. Because when it's done, it's done. Oh, I would loan it to my yeah. friends. You just, you just put it in it. that little spot where you've got Witcher Three hiding. And yep. the two of them can kind of sit there and wait for your rainy days. Witcher 3, <laughs> I haven't beat yet because you never beat Witcher 3. Well, it's not, okay. no, it's not that, it's, it's not that big of a sandbox. Um, I'm which, pretty, I'm pretty high up there on Witcher 3. You do your thing. Um, but I've put it down for months now, so. Witcher 3 <laughs> is hiding. It's not even hiding. I walked away from it. It's not a bad game. It's a fantastic game. But it is a game I will beat one year. <laughs> one year, one year. I, will, I will beat. There's so much to do. I have, I've never played a game where literally every second or every other person's like, yeah, I got a job for you. Can you help me out with it? Really? I, I avoid settlements because I don't want that headache. I don't I avoid want your settlements. Problem. I got quests. I don't want your shit. From top screen to the bottom. You're going to throw more shit at me? Oh, but you're a good guy. Who says? Who says I'm a good guy? Fucking go find that's your the boss that's kid. the one thing I really like about that game is you get to ride that hard gray line as long and stiff as you want. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a good guy. You can tell people to fuck off. And you you've played it a while. Have you encountered uh, them like like literally telling you it's it's one quest? The guy's like, oh man, a monster came out of the swamp and tore my caravan apart, and I got nothing. He's sitting on the side of the road on the wreckage of his wagon and and like tore up. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I'll help you out. You're you lived. I'll help you get your stuff. Couldn't be that far back. I'll get it. You look on your quest map. Yeah, it's like maybe three inches of the map back. You can handle it. You go back and you look and you're all cautious. You're walking in, crossbow loaded, got your fire spell up. You're ready. Silver sword, you're ready. Get walking up. And there's arrows sticking all out of the horses he had. And there's two dead dudes and one sure looks like he might own that wagon. And everything's a missing. But it's in the swamp, and you're like, wait a second. And you investigate it, you learn. Bandits killed this caravan, no one survived. Yeah. Then you run back to talk to him. He's oh, did you recover that special gem I didn't find? And you're like, yeah, and I killed him. <laughs> I killed him. I just up and killed him. I, was like, I yeah, know found exactly who you're talking about and where that is. And then another fucking time, here I am outside of a settlement. Lo and behold, oh, boo-hoo, woe is me. A giant monster came out of the woods and... Ate everybody I traveled with, and I'm the last of it is. <laughs> Go lost, eat a dick and, and lost, shoot him on the spot. <laughs> and I lost the gym and everything, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay. It's got to be a harder fight. This guy has a sword on him. Got a little armor to him. I'll be back for him. I'm going to go look and get to the bottom of your bullshit. Because there was some good loot when I went and looked at the other one. You know, some stuff you needed. I go there, and the giant fucking monster killed me. 
<laughs> the red skull monster he warned me about that I didn't prepare for that I'd give him shit fucking killed me. So right there, I can't trust the game. I can't trust it. Every nope. cry in the woods is that someone who needs help? No, that's a ghost who lured me out at night to kill me. Because that happened too. Yeah, that game is the first town so that badass game. that way. Yeah, I got to the first town and then I, I kind of was like, meh. Because uh, I got killed three times. Uh, I got, got to the first town, went through all the fucking the training montages and this fucking somebody gets kidnapped in a dream and da, 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 da. <laughs> the training montages. I just went to like a Van Damme movie, <laughs> right. the eighties music playing in the background. Get the heat of back. the power. It's <laughs> just like banging on a board and running up hills and shit. So we were going to this fucking town, me and grizzled old guy and somebody, I don't know. We got to find somebody or we're looking for some chick that smells like flowers or some shit. And uh, so we get yeah, to this baby. town and they're like, hey, uh, you should go uh, over to the west or whatever and go talk to this fucking person for some reason. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I can do that. So I'm following the little trails and shit. And uh, uh, then I, I, I come across uh, like a graveyard and there's like this powerful ass spirit. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll get off and fight it. It's no big deal. It's fucking it's the beginning of the game. I just fucking started dead. And I was like, well, that was disheartening. OK, we'll try a different route. Uh, you know, get back on my horse, fight the guys at the bar, you know, and we'll we'll go around. All right. Oh, oh, look, a pack of wolves. That's just a pack of wolves. I'm a guy with a sword. I'll fuck these wolves up. Uh, no, dead. <laughs> kills my horse. Kills me. I was like, you know what? <laughs> You're not worth a game. Fuck it. Turn it off. Went back to playing fucking Assassin's Creed. Wow. Which um, here's how pushy video game companies are now. So before Fallout came out, I was playing the stopgap of Assassin's Creed, uh, uh, what's it called? Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate. Syndicate. And, uh, you know, a good game. You know, can't complain about it. Uh, not the world's most groundbreaking, but it's an Assassin's Creed game. It's fun. It's a, you know, one player game. I can, you know, kind of veg out. And, of course, Fallout came out and I haven't played Assassin's Creed since, like, last Saturday. Mm -hmm. I got an email yesterday from Assassin's Creed Syndicate going... Hey, you should probably finish that game. You want to come back and play some more Assassin's Creed Syndicate? Oh, Ubisoft. I, I was Go like, eat a dick. I was like, for real? That's I, over the line. Right. I was like, how fuck? It wasn't even like, hey, there's a new thing coming out. Buy yep, it. I got it too. Yep. It was, It was. hey, you should uh, you should play that game again. I was like, fuck you, dick. That's why I don't give them my real email address. I don't remember fuck doing that it. Shit. I must have done it in Assassin's Creed 2. You did. You did. You, undoubtedly, at some point, because they give you... Yeah. They're cool with it. You, you play is actually awesome, because I played every single Assassin's Creed. Every one. And because I did that, I made a Uplay account on the second one, I believe, it was when they offered it. My Uplay is on Splinter and, Cell. And why they're right. But it tracks all that, right? Yeah. So you get points Yeah, from so my Tomb Raider maps. stuff joined in, everything, yeah. You use it for maps, costumes, more weapons. To me, valuable shit. It's not real money. It's because you sign up for Uplay, and because you've endorsed the games they've made, they've given you extra. It's like a little reward system. Yeah, they yeah. recognize it. So I'm like, that's cool. I can get behind it. No problem with it. My problem with it is, is that these game companies know for a fact what's going on is that they got to tell their investors, and there are investors clearly where they get the backing money for it. Right. This game should be awesome. Here's what we can do, and it's their marketing department that said, you know what, we need them to really play this for a long time to prove, yeah, don't worry, we need another three games, right? Not just one more. <clears throat> we don't want to go to go into the boardroom and argue for just one one additional right. copy, you know, and then set some dollar amount. How about we argue for another three? And also, you know, if you don't beat the game, you're less. If you stop playing the game in the middle of playing the game, 
what does that indicate to a right. marketer? What does right. that indicate to a company? Okay, we couldn't get them to complete the game, which means they're probably not going to buy DLC. There's not going to be any reoccurring revenue here. That's the whole thing is that yep. these games have become a revenue stream. Yeah. Whereas before it was just, they buy a game, that's it, we're done. Now they want to loop you in. It's yeah. just like technology. One of the things that really starts to drive me nuts is the season pass concept, right? Um, initially, when that came out, I can't remember if it was Modern Warfare 3. Um, yeah, I think it was. Where, Black Ops, maybe. Yeah, was. something like that, where they're kind of like, yeah, get the game. Get the, the season pass. That way, when we come out with the DLC, you're all set for it. And uh, and I was like, right on, makes sense because the last fucking time I was constantly buying DLC and shit like that, and it was kind of annoying. But like, right on, yeah. So it's gonna be like forty bucks, pay up front, you know, get your shit. And then they released fuck all for DLC, and I was like, fuck this, and almost flipped over the fucking table. I'm like, made their fucking money, got angry, yeah. kicked <clears throat> down a door, all that kind of rad stuff. Because when you're investing in that, you have no idea that company got butchered too. They didn't keep the same original thing. They became other companies, right? You know that compete, and that's that's where that went. You know, Shadow of Mordor and uh, fact, sucked me and in on that too. Is, though, is that what it would just? I won't say disgust me. It's like anything that people have interest in. There's a need to pick it apart and make it useless. That's just how I feel. When you make little little pundits and community forums and pages and show all this interest, marketing gets a hold of it, and they have new schemes and spinoffs. Suddenly, people are being convinced that this is the next great all be all. Like, there are people walking around in Assassin's Creed hoodies, right? And I'm yeah. like, I, first of all, I want one, but I right. cannot fit into that. <laughs> well, no, but right. But what I'm trying to say is, like, you see, you see these hoodies, and you're like, I play Assassin's Creed. And I think to myself, never in a time did I ever think I would walk around and the people would just be accepting. Like, that wasn't a dude made fun of. Yeah. No. And, yeah. And well, look at me. I'm, I'm branded right now. It's, it's I've got the Hyrule so crest right. on it's, my it's, shirt. It's a boon. It's a, it's a good thing, and it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing because... The culture has become something that is that that people with money have realized they can make a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Off of, you know, off of that culture. Yeah. You know, I, nerds love shit. Right. And when they love shit, they love it. They're not the only ones because I know where it came from. Look at how good it did for sports. Oh, yeah. Football Absolutely. isn't shit if it wasn't for all the stuff you could buy to represent the teams. And, and to yeah. be fair, yeah. how how are we in nerd culture? any different than people in sports culture there there isn't but 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 for me it's like it's it's a profound thing to me that on something utterly pointless it's a time killer <laughs> mm -hmm. we're willing to spend billions to make sure they make more time killer oh yeah absolutely you know but you can't get a person to donate to a charity that's fair and i only point i only point that out because it's like there's proof that we can we can do a difference and do something we're just not going to do it right and then uh... we get to something it, it's the truth yeah. Debate it all you want to, and that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but the fact yeah. of the matter is, when it comes to human beings, selfishness is what wins. Here, here's my and that's uh, what that comes here's down. Here's my to. perspective on the whole charity thing. I don't like to donate to charity because I don't like the concept of just giving my money to like an organization. But to ha having said that, if I pass you on the street and you are in dire straits, even if I don't know you, I'm more likely to give you money out of my pocket. Just because you're a human being. It's a face-to-face -face interaction. And I don't care what you do with that money. You need it. If I have it, why wouldn't I help you? You know what I mean? Like, my opinion about charities is it, there's a lot of deceptive shit. And also, I don't have a lot of money to give away anyways. But, um, you know, if I had an opportunity, like let's say 
you know, somebody was like, hey, man, we're going to go to the city and we're going to help build houses. Well, I don't know fuck all about building houses, but I'd have no problem doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I will hands on try to help someone out. Yeah. But to give money to just a charitable organization, if I don't know anything about that organization, I don't, you know, I haven't invested. And I, I honestly, I don't spend a lot of time investigating it. You know, I'm less likely to do that. Uh, here's where I get on my fucking soapbox and I start getting a little angry and I start spouting shit that I have not fact checked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> organizations are for fucking tax write offs, right? Um, they do like there's several organizations that they go out and there's articles about and blah, blah, blah. Details are not here, nor is data or facts. Um, but it's something like 17 to 25 percent is what actually goes into the the cause versus what you donate. The rest of it goes toward administration costs and shit like that. Like it's uh, one of the biggest things was the pink uh, breast yeah. cancer awareness in the NFL. I know you guys aren't big sports guys, but October 1st through the rest of October, it's fucking maddening how much is yeah, there. It's pink everywhere. And yeah. Only like 1% and they've the seriously cut it down cancer. because of all the shit that they've come into about it. You know, where different people have been like really digging into the numbers. First of all, they don't donate any of that money to breast cancer uh, research. It's for breast cancer awareness. So what does that really mean? What they mean by that is they just want to make sure you're aware that breast cancer is a thing. Right. And I don't think there's a single person on the planet in America, I should say, um, that isn't aware that breast cancer is a thing um, and that it's a prevalent thing and that it's probably one of the safest cancers you can get if there is such a thing because the the rate of actually, uh, I can't remember the R word, recision, re- recidivism or something? Yeah, something like that, of where uh, people no longer... Uh, have cancer cells or at least enough to where it's detectable. Like where it like, comes back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, they're really good with that. I, I will say this in all, with all plum, I find often that when I hear, that's, by the way, your your perception is the commonality. And this is where I, this is where I retaliate with selfishness. It's pure selfishness. You possess the intellect and the ability to go find an organization you can fact find that does use the funds the way you want. They are not all built like your cancer awareness thing. I've I've donated them once, but then after that, it just I didn't care to. Why? I didn't see an effect, and that's and that's how I spend my money. And the point is, is that I can buy tons of video game shit and whatever. I don't talk about how much money I do. I make about fifty eight thousand a year. Most of that, I would say, goes to taxes, like anybody. Yep. And then it's the cost of me being me. And then there's money I have on the side that I don't save to buy more shit I don't need. But I will find an organization I believe in, and I will I will donate to them. Uh, one's the Red Cross. You literally can't go wrong. Historically, Red Cross has been helping worldwide. That's what they do. So I, I help out with that. But that's just to get, that's my soap. I don't even really like to get into that because it's one of the things I mentioned as an aside. Right. Of all the time that video games do, which is, was my point, that they get into it, that we can do billions there. For some reason, we can't do anything else with it. Right. No, that's fair. I, I, you see what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. But there's, there's nothing else. Because I, yeah. I can't get a single group of people to agree other than the one time I drug them out the house to go play basketball, <laughs> right? Which is something that would help everybody. All right, you selfish fucks, help yourself. Let's live a little longer and have fun doing it. Bring a few beers, whatever you want, a cooler, spend a day of it, whatever you want to do. Nah, nah, I like sleep too much. <laughs> I might order a pie. I'm going to chill out and just fucking, why bother? I'm going to do all that. And that to me is what's profound because I'm all about nerd culture. It's like my fucking thing. But when it comes down to it, I'm about also destroying that nerd trope 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That it's like you can't can't be healthy and be a nerd. Oh, for sure. That I mean that's that, that's the thing with the like proliferation with nerd culture is that you know, we've we've talked about uh maybe not on the podcast, but we've talked about stereotypes and there is this old like revenge of the nerds stereotype right. which it doesn't really exist anymore. When when nerd culture like what would you say like 10 15 years ago it kind of became mainstream. It's not it's not a it's not a niche or a fringe thing anymore. It's huge. We ran a people to shit on. <laughs> Seriously. Well you're not and even allowed to shit on people. Well think anymore. about it. Back in the day you could pick on nerds because that was the you weren't picking on races, you were picking on each other because right. they weren't as prevalent in America. They weren't crossing there weren't as many different people and cultures to fuck with us, so we were fucking with ourselves. Right. I think what it was is that the nerd market became more profitable and that changed everyone's opinions because really the social mindset yeah. is determined by entertainment, right? Yeah. And once they found out that nerds will pay ridiculous amounts of money for like some weird show called Firefly that lasted for one season, yet they're still <laughs> buying memorabilia constantly. They're all buying DVD box sets and just giving them to each other. Um, and, and, and why? When you watch that show Firefly, there's two things they do. One, they say, oh, man, it's going to be real challenging and real hard. But if you're funny when you do it, a little witty, and the good guys win, right, at least mostly, um, then we can get behind that. Because, God damn it, we sure did like the captain. That's, I, I like the show Firefly, and then they had the um, the, the movie. I forgot the had movie. Serenity. Right with it. Yeah, thank you, Serenity. That was all good, unique, but it was still sci-fi at best B. Yep. That was sci-fi B stuff. And it was, it was thrown out there in the same thing. But something occasionally sticks. You know? That was one. Don't have a problem with it. And this isn't me even bringing up, what the fuck are we doing? It's me looking at, there's a whole evolution. It kind of hit my brain. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're just bored. We're <laughs> just bored. Why nerd culture got big <clears throat> is because how many fucking sports games can you really watch? Right. When you own... I am not a sports fan. And I own the Bears jogging pants. I own the Bears long sleeve shirt. I have the secondary Bears short sleeve shirt when it's hot out. I have the Bears keychain. I got some Bears hat somewhere, two versions of them. And when somebody goes, hey, Bob, who's the coach of the Bears right now? Three fucks I give. I, I don't care who it is. It's some dude earning way more money than I ever could hope to count. Yeah, I mean, if the Packers lost as many games as the Bears did, I'd probably not follow them either. <laughs> and that's, that's a good point. But it's like on this one thing, I play football. I, I say this to everybody all the time. Even football players, you know, I, I I think I told you one time I was in Best Buy. I ran into just the linemen right. that they had in Bears in the city because it was all the Best Buys I had. <laughs> I had to visit on behalf of, of, of the soft, as we'll refer to them as, to make sure the Xboxes were running. The soft. And, and I'm in there dealing with that, <laughs> you know, back in my ground break days. And I'm chilling there, and this guy came in, and when I talked to him, didn't have a brain in his head. He truly didn't. He was just a dude who was like, yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, yeah, big guy. Hey, what do you do outside of this? I don't know. Okay, cool. That's exciting. Uh, like, you know, right. what do you do? I said, well, I do this. Work, work for the soft, doing my thing. He goes, yeah, that's cool. Hey, uh, let me ask you a question. Said, okay. How do I get my sound system to sound the way I want it in my truck? All right. Now I'm sitting here going, okay, fine. Not the, not the diamond in the rough you want to talk to representing the NFL. We'll call it that. I just walked away from him. And I, had a, I had literally had a worker come up to me. Do you know who he just talked to? I was like, yeah, I'm just a football guy. Dude, that dude plays football. You know how hard football is? And I was like, yeah, I got an idea. <laughs> and he's like, oh, dude, you may have played, played college, whatever, but, you know, fucking you get to the NFL. It's a oh, it's a different thing. It's more two-a-days. 
It's more heat. It's more working out to back breaking sweat. And it's more one dude slamming into another dude. And with the urge to make a play so that the crowd screams because they're not out there doing it themselves while they cram another hot dog and a pack of nachos down their face. I mean, that it's different. Right. In the big league. And, Jesus, dude, where do you come? Oh, the land of intellect. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back home now. You stay where you are. Oh, you are so minimalizing for that, for winning that <laughs> argument. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the sports thing, uh, I don't, the, the culture of, of like nerddom, it's not even something that, you know, 10 years ago I would have been like, yeah, that's my thing. It was just literally the shit that I did, you know? Now it has developed into uh, a culture. And I, I really feel like the reason why it's become that way is because of the proliferation of technology, of computers. When I remember when computers first started to get like popular, where, mm-hmm. you know, they were in, you know, one out of five homes and people that knew how to use computers were like kind of regarded like, oh, you use computers oh, well, hey, could you come over to my house and help me figure something out? Well, now everyone has it. So now everyone has access to, you know, anything that's available online, everybody, you know, 90% will say. 90% of people in America have a computer, probably more than that. But most of them don't know how to use it. Yep. So the people that do, (laughs) like now now the people that know how to use computers are sort of like elevated. Like, oh, Great scribe, tell me how the, the, the product works. You know, it's like, but for, for people like us who've kind of always just had that shit. I don't think so. I think we, I think we walked that path, right? Like, because we all came on a time when technology was not prevalent, right? We are, we are the middle children of the world right now. Well, but yeah, but we watched it grow. You know what I mean? Like, like when I, when I was a kid was, you know, and you're a little bit older than me. So you, you could attest to this as well. But like when, when I was uh, in grade school, it was like black screen, green text computers. It was like Apple twos and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in school, they taught us how to use those. That's if your school afforded them. R- right. It, you know, like my school, my grade school, I, I went to a couple of different grade schools. So, but the first one I went to, you know, they had a room that had like three computers in it. Right. You know, it wasn't like, oh, is, you know, it wasn't it was just coming out. Right. It, it, you know, it was just like, oh, you know, we should probably be teaching these things because they might be important in the future. But we were able to watch that gradual evolution. You know, we're probably the only people, the only generation alive that can go. I've had a VCR. I've had a DVD player. I've had a Blu-ray player. And now I have streaming. I've had we've, a tape deck. Right. We've watched the entire evolution. We weren't born at the end of at a know, house phone, right, right. right. Yeah. We we've had all of those, so we've we've been able to steadily watch that entire evolution. So it's totally ingrained in us. We're not lacking anything over here, you know. Like the generation before us, not as not as savvy, but yeah, that whole thing was what I summarized by we walked the path. Right, one one was that. The other half is is the fact that you not having. And then gradually able to get your hands on. It's a group of people who was like, shit, this, I get it. I get why I was right. told to look at it. Now I'm learning it. Now I have it. Versus a culture, which you have now are people now who are just hitting 21, what have you, who are mm-hmm. like, we've always had it. This is what you learn on. What? You didn't know this old man? Right. Or whatever. And and they're on it, but they're, they're fucking spoiled. Mm-hmm. These people are so, and, and not spoiled like those kids have it so easy. Spoiled like you take shit for granted. 
Like, you know, it's not, that, that right. wasn't always there. What are you going to do if you didn't have that? And, yeah, absolutely. But they're noticing some things now. <clears throat> At the collegiate level, there are people, adults, these are grown adults, so shocked by things. When you go to college, grammar, grade school, grammar school, all that, right? That's general education. You go right. there just to, just to be intelligent, just to say, hey, I can hold my head in a conversation, know a bit about the world. It's safe for me to go learn in it. You right. go to college to challenge how you view things. To challenge your viewpoints, find you, become intelligent, discovery. That's what that's that all about. That sure as shit used to be the way it was. And you, it still is. You just got to you got to do it that way. You have the choice to just be there or to participate. I don't as know. Much I think the was. internet's for that now. I well, okay. So I went to a to private college because I don't want to yeah, forget. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I've been been to university, been to the whole local fucking bullshit community, and to me, I found it's the same thing. You get what you put in, right? And that's as much as it is anything. But going there, you, you'll watch people where certain topics will come up, and a professor does it brilliantly. They do it to challenge the way you think. It's sort of critical thinking. And people get offended. I've, I don't know what to do when that happens other than literally tell that person, you need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> like, I was in the class with, the, well, I'm not even going to my thing. I was reading this article that uh, Brandon posted. Yeah, about trigger warnings and yeah. all that shit. Oh, and, that's hysterical. And, and literally, he keeps it to... <laughs> Using the term trigger warning, what he means is like a panic attack. It's a shock point on what goes on. We're about to see something shocking. Oh, don't be offended. There's a point to it. Like trust, and like there's a point where people don't trust where they're at. Like suddenly you're sitting in a classroom and the professor you've had is all of a sudden going to reveal his creep out of nowhere, or yeah. is there a point it, it, to the well, to what you're learning? And, and that that's and that, he didn't, by the way he didn't do it in the article it was talking yeah. about a no, teacher. I, I who read wrote the that. same article yeah. I, I know what you're talking about um and and brandon masterfully is very um even about yeah. that you know and 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 uh you know to his credit he needs to be yeah he he works in that environment he's a teacher i have a very strong opinion about trigger warnings and being offended i and this is this is a an idea that i've had my entire life the world is not your fucking oyster. The world shit is going to offend you. Shit is going to make you have feelings. I shouldn't have to warn you every time I may stir a sensation. Right. I shouldn't have to individualize your life for you. You know, and and yeah. like for me, the, the part of the reason why I've and I don't think that we're ultra offensive on this podcast. I don't think we go out of our way to say things that are going to shock people. Oh, we definitely or, could do one to show them what that looks we like. We could. But. We very much could. <laughs> but it's not, to, to me, to this venue, I don't I don't find it necessary. necessary. Right. But I'm not going to warn you ahead of time if I do. The, 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 the conversation we're having, this is the only warning. That I, I don't feel like you, the individual, not you, Bob. Right, right, you, right. You, the individual out there in the world, I don't feel I should have to tailor what I say to you. It is your ability. If you do not like what is being said, you have the ability to leave. Or tell me. Right. Or or say, hey, this offended me and here's why. And I can go, I understand that, but here's why that's less important than what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I just believe that. I believe you have the right to say what you want. You don't have the right to not be offended. The world is offensive. There is so much shit, so much terrible shit that goes on in the world I don't feel like I should have to tailor how I talk and act just to make sure that you're kept. And I agree with that. I agree with that to a point. But I also know that, you know, it's up to you to have the wherewithal and the intellect to know when and when 
when and how to behave. Right. No, absolutely. You know, don't absolutely. be at a wedding talking about a girl you just humped the other night. And, 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 you know and I'll I mean? tell you like in this. In front of someone's parents. I you mean, know, and, and a lot of it comes down to like uh, that, 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 no. that debate on humor. <laughs> like, like, you know, you can't tell a joke about this or you can't tell a joke about that. None of us are comedians. Right. But to me, comedians are there to take the terrible things in the world and put them in your face and twist them so that you realize maybe they're not that bad. They existed to bring awareness. That that's happened since dawn of civilization. Right. I, I feel it's like to speak out against the norm, what the crowds won't do. Right. It, it, yeah. it to me it's it's there there are there are few people that are allowed to touch on any subject. And the the court jester was the only one who was ever allowed to tell the truth. Right. Because he was doing it in a way that was bringing humor, bringing levity to a terrible situation, or making a mockery of something that is taken too seriously. And then sometimes he gets his head taken. Yeah, sometimes. And, and, and then there's sometimes. Thing. And sometimes he gets fired from CBS or, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the, but the fact is, is like when we talk, I mean, and I trust me, I had a point with all that. Yeah. And, and it kind of brings me back full circle. Is that when we think of nerd culture and whatnot, I, I truly don't believe it's nerd because everybody gets what we're talking about. It's not yeah. nerd. I believe that anyone, I think everybody's a nerd. Yeah, it's, it's because it's definitely it's, not a marginalization. Right now we're on something, we're at, a, we're at a point where we're looking for any form of entertainment we haven't explored. Mm -hmm. Literally, I find as a society, America is that jaded, masochist, sadist that is looking for the next thing, the next sensation. Oh no, we're and, all and Cenobites. Find it. And, it's, and it's retarded. <laughs> it's the same, we're all Cenobites. But that's the way I view it. And here's, well, here's the, here's the disturbing fact. When I have to sit there... And and listen to somebody go, oh yeah, here's my routine, and they bore me for twenty years. I'm 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 like, okay, cool. I'm not into a lot of what they said, but I politely heard it and, and understood it. And then later on, that person, because I didn't have a comment, challenges the way they're living their life, and they were they they were, I know what they were doing. They were hoping I would get into an argument with them about what they're doing, you know, about their routine. That's the only reason I think in a workplace anybody ever brings up everything they're doing because they're trying to shake up the moment. Well, I think a part of the problem too is that uh, you and I, uh, we're not the types of people to sort of manipulate our way into something. No. We're very direct. We're very much a hammer to a nail. But there are uh, a lot of people, and it's, it's incredibly prevalent for people to sort of use language and words in a way that is kind of manipulative, almost a little bit sleazy, like trying to, you know... <laughs> engage you into you know pulling you into either they want to know that you agree with them or but they don't want to directly engage you like what do you think about this oh man did you guys hear about the terrorist bombings in france yeah like like uh like plumbing the water you know oh, like, are you actually bringing that up or are you did, did you hear about it yeah yeah no, no, he's, like, he's being sarcastic like he's, what did you he's, he's showing so what did you think about that right oh well, I think terrorist attacks are generally the best way to cleanse our population problem. Oh, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I think maybe you might have some truth to it. What'd you think, Nate? I, uh, I I was playing Fallout, so I don't really know. Oh yeah, me too. I wasn't interested I, either. Yeah, no. I, I, I mean, while secretly, he, I hate all terrorists. What I'm going to do? Think they're scum of the earth, but I won't reveal that right, because you two have a different opinion. What I want to do is, um, <laughs> in order to show my support to France, I'm going to change my Facebook profile picture. So that it has the French flag over the picture that I already have. <laughs> Does that mean Facebook is surrendering? So, so yeah, could I, be. Right. Well, you know that I, that's that's the way I show my support. I, I do the least possible and that to, I could do. And to my point, what I'm talking about is that when I when I go around, I know for a fact we are not unique. We're no, not diamonds no. in the rough, but we don't put on that mask of we're all the same. Right. 
That's 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 my point. And so when I talk to people, even even people we know, and mm-hmm. it's like, hey Bob, how's your life? Oh, it's it's cool. You know, no, it's a cool. I don't really care to get in. It's fine. And then they are go, they oh waiting my for God. their opportunity to talk about their life? Oh my God, that must be so horrible what you're going through right now. You want to? Why do you want my misery? Well, if I told you, don't worry about it. That's what the fucking means. Like, right. back off. And then, then it's like, well, then if you're not going to tell me your stuff, oh my God, you wouldn't believe the day. I didn't ask for yours either. They put cherries in my strawberry cake. Can you fucking believe it? And why that bothers me is because when you when you, there are podcasts that exist out. And I heard somebody tell me I was talking about you know utility muffin labs this podcast, and I was like, there's topics around there. It's, it's humorous or it's not, but if you want to check it out, there it is. Because he asked me kind of question. He goes, man, how are you outside of, outside of these four walls? Like, if you really want to know. And you can mm-hmm. hear some conversations. And he's like, oh, no, okay, yeah, I'll get into that. Oh, I think Let I me... just realized I could lose my job on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even... To, to me, to back what Nate says, I 100% feel that if you're one... You hired me. Yeah. If I don't bash the company, and in fact, I, I haven't, and I've always endorsed it and backed in this podcast, because that's what I truly believe. Right. I'm not one to... If I thought Microsoft sucked balls, that that's what I would say. Right. And that would be that. But I probably wouldn't be working with the company anyway if that's mm-hmm. what I felt. Well, I, my opinion about this and basically everything I've ever done in life is uh, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to present. If you have a problem with what you see, uh, then move on. And that's the image I want to have of a nerd. Well, there's, That's what a nerd should be. There, it's something different with us because we're kind of countercultural. Um, a lot of when you meet somebody, there's this weird dance that happens. It's kind of a, it's like a shifty handshake where you both give each other your own printed money and you look at it and you say, oh, well, if you're okay with my money, I'm okay with your money. But really what you're doing is you're presenting a character to somebody the first time you meet them. You're like, this is how I view myself and how I want to be. Can you view me that way? And they'll say, right on, I totally can, but this is how I view myself, and I want you to view me that way. Can you do the same thing? That social exchange happens. But if you are an unabashed person, you have no reason for that social exchange, and you say, well, I'm just me. I'll be whoever I am, and what you think doesn't matter to me. And they're like, well, so you're telling me my money's no good? Yeah, your money's no good. (laughs) And that's, like uh, that's, that's why everyone's well, like, man. what an right, asshole. Right. I, I look at it like this. I think it's a good thing that uh, I was fired from my previous job before I started doing this because I don't have to work. I have such an unlimited freedom when it comes to bashing things right. because no one endorses me. No one pays my bills. The, you know, <laughs> the, the, and that, that's the bottom line. Like, yep. you know, I get that. And, and you haven't had this issue, but let, let's just use you as an example in other people's arenas. We don't, we don't personally spend a lot of time on Twitter. We don't, we're not prone to weird outbursts on the internet. And that's what gets people fired. Right. Making these fucking crazy <laughs> social media posts and saying this outlandish <laughs> shit. Because they reveal they're crazy. Right. No, I, I, don't, I don't even think it's that they're crazy. It's it, people, people don't have time to cool. They break their social contract is what they do. They yeah, do. Absolutely. The company owns you outside. So... It's one thing that I, I've, I've just been dealing with for the most part for the last couple of weeks um, is how much power my job has over me just because I want to work there. Um, <laughs> but and that's not entirely the truth either. Is it my perfect job? Not even not even close. Um, I would rather work on my own. What it is, is they've sucked me into a comfort zone and I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm 
truly comfortable inside that zone, but they will have you their way and no other way. Right, they convince you that you, you need them. That's the lifestyle. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, to a degree, you, you do need your job. Yeah. You know, whatever job you, you choose, and that's the thing, too. You have to remember, you choose your job. They don't choose you. It may seem like that when you go and you beg for them to accept you, but you've made, you've made that choice to take on that role. It's not the other way around. It, but, it's, but they are a bit like that. Uh, but they hold, they hold it over you. They're like that beautiful yeah. girl that agrees to go on a date with you because you're going to this nice restaurant and mm. there's going to be these movies and whatnot. And you, and you come to realize that she's a prostitute. <laughs> and sometimes you're okay with that. And like, right. And sometimes you just smile and you step right up and yep, we're dating. Been serious for a while now. I was, I was told, uh, on a, a, taking it from a metaphorical to a literal, I was told by a classmate that because I'm single and I'm not married, that I'm tricking out my money. (laughs) What? Yes. Okay. So I'm prostituting my money. So if I'm, if I'm not married and I'm single and I go out on a date, I'm basically paying for someone to, be out with me and i was like you don't know me at all uh and and uh i would much rather spend my money if i so choose on a dinner than on a lifetime contract fair so yep. okay uh yeah it, it this was this was i didn't even tell you about this i i got into an almost fist fight at school with somebody actually i did tell you, you did. about the radio thing but anyways that's that's a completely fucking div, you know Different topic for a different podcast, or probably not at all while I'm in school because I don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird how if you if I engage you in a way that is soft and uh, so, somewhat deceptive, that we can continue to engage each other in this sort of dance of bullshit. But the moment I go, what you're doing is stupid. The, the 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 whole contract, the whole thing that you said, it fades away. Burn this motherfucker yep. down right. yep. is what ends up happening. Yeah, what you did was you just told them that their line is no longer going to sell for you. Right. <laughs> and I, I, that's no good. And, it's and no good. It breaks it every time. It's, 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 a, it's a bad thing to do if you're looking to sort of ingratiate yourself into a collective. You know, right. you can't walk into a job interview and go, you know, uh, the fucking ceiling here just doesn't really work for me. Uh, the lighting's all off and, you know, you pay shit. Um, so how about that job? Because they're going to go, oh, fuck you, buddy. But if you do that in real life, you really kind of learn how to weed out the people that you don't want. In your yeah, life. that's really what it is. It's uh, for, for interest and just the point you mentioned. A couple you know, years back, I was uh, found myself unemployed. And I decided that a lot of the jobs I was applying for, I figured were normal. You know, let's just get a job at a gas station, let's get a job here. And I found they won't take you if you've, after you've earned a certain amount. They will not take you entry level no. at those places after a point. I had them tell me this in interviews directly. Because, you know, after a while, after your third one, what is it about me that you think I can't flip a burger? It's not that. We got plenty of high schoolers who will do it, and they're not looking to get promoted. Right, because you're going to demand more. Yep. So that, that's, that literally told me that. I was like, all right, cool. So I went the opposite route. Every on my little job finders, I had three of them going. I said, I'm going to go for these six-figure salary jobs. I made a fake resume. Ooh, I get it. Right? Put a, put like a two doctorates on one, one in business management, whatever. And even really, it's not what it's called. I didn't even look that up. I just had it on there. And they get more than get me in the door. I like I'm, find myself in downtown Chicago twice. 
And I remember sitting in this place and I got my suit and tie on and I'm having a chat. And I really, I'm rocking this interview. I'm in front of them. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking to lingo. If I can have a chat, they asked me how to lead people. I have tons of experience for that. Done the management thing, whatever. And it always inevitably comes down to, it. and they're like going, so on your degrees, what you, what was one thing, one, one thing you learned would be part of your 10 year plan. How did a guy so young get so much accomplished in so short amount of time? And at the end of it, I was like going, okay, cool. Uh, what I did was I lied. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I lied. They're like, lied about what? Oh, I lied to myself about where I was going. I lied to everything, you know, blah, 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 blah. More importantly, I, I lied in the resume. <laughs> well, I appreciate you telling. I had two different reactions. One guy was laughing. Yep. One guy was laughing. He was like, holy shit, man. You got this far. And then he's like, yeah, this, you know, this is the second interview. First is the phone interview. This is the second one you lied. Why would you, why, why did you say that to curiosity? I was like going, because how long do you think I'm going to last at that level? Having no experience. And you just hired me. I'm not going to last long at all. And that'll look worse on my resume. Right. Yep. I'm telling you because I want a job anywhere in your company. And if you heard the experience, Hey, we had an engagement. What do you think? This guy's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll throw it up the chain. You know, he was real nice, real cool with it and understood why I did it. And that was it. The other one, they were pissed. Yeah. They were pissed because it's a panel interview. And if anyone ever tries to intimidate you by going, well, it's a panel interview. I hope you're prepared. <laughs> um, don't worry about it because you're more prepared than the panel interview. Like, oh no, I didn't bring my pants today. I come in and I sit down, and this one was Verizon. I come in and I sit down, and it was Verizon corporate. So as an executive sales account manager. Ah, uh, right on. Was the title. So I'm in there and I'm sitting down, and they're asking me, three dudes are asking me, what would you do in this scenario? What would you do with that? You know, with the, you get a lead. One of your team gets a lead, and they forward it to you. That's a problem. How would you put out this fire? How would you deal with that? And the whole time, I keep it neutral. Literally, I'm answering these questions like a champ. Why? I'm not stressed. I have no expectation of getting the job. Yep. So I'm just like, cool in the gang. Got this response. Got that response. And at the end of it, uh, this guy's all like, you know, because I'm, I'm going to tell them. That was the whole point. We get yep. to the end of the hour. We're now two hour part of the interview. And he's like, going, oh, man. All right. So it's going to be a tough call. It's between you and these two other people. And I was like, hey, just so you know, when you get the background check, they're going to prove that about half of that's wrong. So mm -hmm. I got my real resume right here. And hand it to him if you're truly interested. And they were pissed. They were super pissed. Like, literally, the guy starts yelling at me, like, who the fuck are you to come in and waste our time? And blah, 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 blah. I was like, your company wouldn't give me the time of day, and I'm overqualified for your retail half of it. For, for store management, you won't hear it out, even though you always are broadcast. You're building a bench. You want to yeah. fire your current leadership that you have in those roles, but you want me to send a bench indefinitely until you come around. I need a job now, not when it's convenient for you. So that's why I did it. You can understand that rationale. And then he says without skipping a beat, you wasted two hours of our our time. Our company wasted two hours of their time to hear you out. I was like, no offense, Jack. I'm one of millions out there who are trying to find a qualifying position. And I think maybe your process is jacked. You know, you should hire based on the person who's in front of you talking that you understand and from their actual experience. But they don't read the resumes. No. They do not read them. They read them on the spot. And they, they'll uh, every interview I've ever been to, they leave through that resume when they're in front of you. Yep. Um, you can always tell when someone's read through it ahead of time um, because there's marks, you know, like yep. circles around stuff, stuff they points they want to hit on. Um, so when I go into like a headhunter agency and God, I hate them. Um, <laughs> they always have run through the resume. They did it fast. They highlight certain important areas. These are the things we're looking for. We know these certain jobs that this will qualify for. You know, now we're just going to talk to the guy and make sure that he's not going to try and eat somebody's skin while he's in the interview. Um, 
when you go to a direct hire position and you're sitting down in front of an HR person, they're opening up a fresh, clean copy of your resume. They've handed it around to everybody at the table. Yep. They're looking at a fresh, clean, right. it's probably still warm from the copy machine um, <laughs> when they're opening that thing up and, and they're just kind of breezing over it and they're thinking about it right now. The background check, stuff like that, that's all because really they're lazy. Yeah, it's it's their job to hire. That's what they're supposed to do. They've been doing yep. it all day. And you don't know if you're number 20. You don't know if you're number four. You yep. know, but all day, this is what they're doing until they fill these, these roles. And more importantly, why I went to these jobs is not because I'm some super think tank idea. I'm on career building. They give this idea about shooting for the moon. Right. And be how, shocked uh, what you can find. How better can you think like an executive Correct. until you've been in that so, boardroom? So you've seen similar. Yeah. And so I went there and did it. And, and the insight I got was far more shocking. And to me, a bit disgusting. Than anything else because it's not about Nate mentioned it, it's about you begging for a job. That's actually one way to look at it. I look at it as you're going in there and you're trying to convince these people that you are good enough for the job. Not convince them like, look what I can do, but like read please the resume in front of you and ask me qualifying questions. Yep. That's why I always say the moment out of someone's mouth they go, What's your five year plan? What's your ten year plan? Those are cookie cutter questions. Yep. And they're bullshit. Anytime I get into an interview and someone's like, tell me about a time when you fucking blank. I was like, oh no. So we're going to go through that kind of interview, right? You're just going <laughs> to, you're going to go down your list of questions. You're going to do this. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Behavioral interviewing or whatever it is. Right. Um, and you're just going to do what, whatever they taught you in HR school, which was like a weekend seminar after you got your failed business degree. Right. Um, so that stuff is out the window. I've got, it's funny that you bring this up because I've got an entire crazy idea about how people should be hired. People should be hired based on personality and how well they mesh with your group. Yeah. I can't think of a single position that I can't train somebody for. Now going through, I, I went through that training in corporate. Here's what's going to blow your mind. Corporates on a business level, they understand that. U.S. Cellular, Sprint, Microsoft, um, you, you name it. They they have it written down in the book that this that is exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. You are not... Their resume of qualifications, which has already been background checked before you see them, by the way, or is supposed to, which is why I said those two downtown, shocked I got that far, yep. right? So someone didn't do their fucking job is what I'm saying. But for, for those companies I just mentioned previously, they believe in the manual hands down. Once the resume has been vetted and then you find yourself in front of the candidate, you're actually talking to them to see how well they're going to mesh with your team. That is the point. It, one of the people in that room should be your immediate supervisor, if not only your immediate supervisor. Yep. And, and they're trying to figure out, well, what sort of fit are you going to have? What are you going to have going on? You know, and, and it's okay for them to go, all right, let's say I hire you today. You're now the new executive sales accountant for blah, blah, blah. One of these problems we actually had was this. Out of curiosity, what would you have done? I don't know your systems. Forget the systems. Just how would you have helped our client? How do you think we could have helped them, if, if at all? Yep. That's a valid question. Little tests under fire, no big deal. To tell me you're trapped in a burning building, right? Are we going to get to like the Google building. interview questions? Right. <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a 50th story building. There's no stairs are blocked. You're trapped in a burning building. Only one of you can get out and it's you and a family of five. What do you do? I hit the microphone with my ass. Right. I mean, th- those type of things, they don't prove anything. How is this a tie to, to the whole fucking thing we're talking about? Is because when I get to the term, terminology of nerds and video games and the enjoyment of video games... I love that we talk about that stuff. That's interesting. I also know there's a wealth of things attached to this whole phenomenon that we have. Equally interesting. Yeah. And to me, it's the people who play these video games and how obsessive they get. 
because we have yet to talk about those people who seriously lose their shit playing video games, right? Like we're level headed. Yeah, but we he's not, he's not pointing at me. We've played no. with we've played with some people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, more than a few, right? And yeah. here's the thing I don't understand. You're playing a video game controller in hand with friends. You're playing, you're getting frustrated, you're going to swear. <laughs> oh yeah. You're going to swear, you're going to curse. This is going to happen natural things. <laughs> to me, it's what it's what an athlete would do. It, they do do when they play a video game, you just don't have a mic to their face. Don't judge me. There's no judgment. No judgment. fact about me is judge me. after I take a really good solid shit, sometimes I gotta blow my nose. I don't know why, but it opens up my sinuses. Yeah, it's a pressure release system. Out of, out of curiosity, <laughs> um, <laughs> out of curiosity, what did I have for lunch? Um, what was it that I ate? Enchiladas. Was that what it was? Where was it from? Uh, Casa Real. Okay, it was it was pretty decent. Yeah, it was just like. I don't recognize this as anything I've ever eaten before, but it was good. It was like some breading and some chicken and some rice. But I was literally like, I'm eating this, but I don't know what it is. Oh, <laughs> so let me tell you what I did. <laughs> I thought you were saying like you looked at we your turd in the bowl and you didn't no, 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 recognize no, 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 no. what you we would eat. We go to Casserole that opened down Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. And we, we go in there. It's me and Adam. We sit down. No big deal. They make guacamole fresh to your table. Delicious. Fucking like you think it would be. It's amazing. Um, but they don't, they don't understand spicy. Right. They, oh, he, he said, would you no. like spicy? And we're like, yeah, spicy. We didn't get spicy at all. Oh, you we, got round eye spicy. So I don't I was like, uh, it was nothing. Right. I, not even I like I yeah. don't think he did it. I like round eye spicy. You need to go to some Thai Regardless, place. the environment was great. You know, they have pretty unique um, Mexican music playing for authenticism, which is cool. They have this real cool decked out mask up on the wall that you could check out and you're chilling. Now, I ordered that. It's called the moles, mole enchiladas or whatever. Uh-huh. But Bob don't know what a mole is. Right, okay. It's like a sauce. Yeah. There's like there's like a small animal that I know that's a mole, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Adam gets some some other enchiladas. Like fuck it, let's try enchiladas. I sit down, I get it, I try a bite of it. I'm like, cut, cut. Literally, it's like a quarter of whatever. Because I'm like, I don't know what it is. And Mexican food should be good. Put it in my mouth, and my brain went, spit it out. <laughs> this, this is not going well. And I'm like, is it though? And you know, I'm kind of chewing on it. Like I've never had this. What is this in my? It's kind of creamy and weird and. What is that? Like, it makes, does that chick that's chicken and some sort of cornmeal kind of inch? I've had enchiladas, but what? And then I realized I have the palate of a pig. <laughs> I have the palate of a pig. This is apparently some sort of highbrow version of the Hispanic food I normally eat. And I don't know what the fuck's in my mouth because I'm sitting here going, should have gone to Pepe's. Yeah. Uh, you know, I should have got that because I'm used to th- that style of. And I'm, I'm sitting here eating and I'm like, these poor bastards. Adam's eating Adam. Peaky Adam. Is tearing up his fucking enchiladas and they had similar sauce on it. And I'm like, I told the guy, look, I'm apparently ghetto. I was gonna bring lunch to you anyway, so I was like, gonna do me a favor. Why don't you get me your best uh steak tacos back there, por favor? And uh that's about all I can handle. No sauce, nothing. Just bring it out. They bring out Pika the guy on the side and like some rice. They're like, oh enjoy, sir. Sorry you didn't like it. No, no, bag it. I ordered it. My taste buds don't like it. No, and so it, I'm glad you liked it. It, it. it let me let me articulate. Um, the food that you brought me was, uh, it was edible. It was not good Mexican food hey. at all. <laughs> it, it, but it, here's the thing: it wasn't it wasn't bad. I ate it. I I enjoyed it. But the entire time I was eating it, I was like, "What is the nationality of this food?" <laughs> because like the rice. Like, I'm sure everyone listening has had Spanish rice. 
Spanish rice is usually either red, orange, or white, right? Red, orange, or white. It's usually got tomatoes, sometimes yellow. It can be yellow as well. This was like gray black. So I don't know if they use like some sort of bean sauce on it. And it wasn't like gray black because it was bad. It was just not, I was like, I kind of felt like it was, I knew it was not American, but I was like, I don't know what nationality this is. And then, like, what you brought me, I knew it was chicken, I knew it had some breading, and there was a sauce on it. And all of it tasted very sort of neutral. It wasn't spiced at all. Right? And and I was like, it's not bad. It's good. I'm going to eat it, but I don't know what the fuck it is. You you did the reverse of me. I was like, I had it, and my body's like, nope. Well, I I, I, I can't. I have I'm a not, garbage saying, gut. I will eat fucking anything. Right, and that's my point. Like, I, I at some point developed what I like to call a no-no palate. Like, I will literally order something, and through no fault of my... I've done it before. I've ordered an entire meal, and then went to the grocery store and ate fruit. That and, became and my then, meal, because and, I can't right. do it. And then there there was a container of, of uh, I assume it was salsa. And I was like, this is... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what this is. It's it's kind. It was warm, and it had kind of a bit of a tang to it, but th- there was no there was no seasoning on that food at all. I uh I, I don't know other than I want to say that uh it's I don't know not it, not but my anyways, cup of tea, but I, I again for that dish tacos yeah, were good. Not not complaining at all. Well, I mean, really, yeah, tacos can uh, suck. Like, it, they it's can suck. Very difficult. You'd have to really try hard to they, fuck up. They, the hey, not to me. They could be incredibly greasy. They could be yeah, off. That's they fair. Could, that's there's tons yeah. you can do to jack it up. So that's, that's fair. Uh, but it wasn't burnt. Yeah, soggy tacos. There's nothing worse in the world than soggy tacos. Like the whole time I'm 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 eating this and I'm trying to go. I'm like, what? What a nationality is this food? Like it was was not discernible as Mexican. But anyways, not bad. Appreciate the the lunch. Yep. Something good to get it in my gut. Uh, but yeah, if I was shitting that fast after eating it, then I must have fucking super system. So no, that's not what it was. Dude, uh, we won't get into what bombed you. <laughs> what bombed me? You you did have like nachos de jour. I actually didn't have that much nachos. I was just eating a lot of pico de gallo because I'm a sucker for some fresh cut tomatoes. Word. <laughs> Throw a little bit of jalapeno, some onion in there. You lost me at jalapeno. Yeah, a little chunk. Serranos, little I'm all about. A little spice. I whatever. Uh-huh. Put a little pepper in there. You know, get a little a little spice to it. No. You know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a non-exportive eater. I, I've I've accepted this. No. Uh, the, the here's here's the thing that I like about you. If I make something, you'll eat it. Very rarely, there's been like maybe three things in ten years where you were like, I'm just not feeling this. And, and oh, you'll those, eat it. Those were things that that I I was like, you know, to be fair, I wasn't really feeling it when I made it. I kind of, you know, but the majority of things, like there's there's something about me inside that goes, I make better guacamole than the store bought guacamole. Yay for me! Right, well, you take pride in what you do. There ain't nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and and you're better for the prices I pay for that. Goddamn it! That's all I'm saying. It's <laughs> fucking homemade guacamole ain't cheap. <laughs> it's. Uh, avocados aren't cheap. Well, not really. I don't know. Where do you get your avocados? The store. Well, I go to the store to buy them. Apparently. Jewel. Um, but my avocados are like, I don't know, like two of them for three bucks. Yeah, you live in Wisconsin. So. I don't know. It's not. It's not anything ridiculous. I I make homemade guac all the time. I'm just saying, you live in you live in the country as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, that's true. 
Yeah, so we live uh, in Illinois. Speaking of of living in the country, um, <laughs> I'm working on getting uh, an internship for a radio station, and it's in Kenosha. <laughs> which which means it would be a 160 mile drive a day. I like. Oh, do I really want it that bad? Yeah, I do. Uh, but, radio though. Yeah. Uh, isn't that dying? Dead? No, it's not I'm dead. I'm sorry. There's still radio stations. They still make millions of dollars. There's satellite radio. That's, that's what he's getting at. Well, here's the thing. Internship is good for resume. That's, you know. I like the production. idea of you making your own thing. Well, yeah, I am. But uh, my own thing doesn't pay me. That also doesn't pay me. But I can put it on a resume and go, yeah, I worked at this radio station. So if I want to get into oh, production. Oh, it's an unpaid internship? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, for 160 yeah. miles. Yep. But that you, is but so you ugly. Need it. It's it's you know, if I you know, if I if I do my own thing here, that's great, but I got to get a paycheck. So, you know, if I have an internship that says I worked at a real radio station, now you should hire me for an entry level so I can get a paycheck. I can still do my own shit on my time and eventually hopefully co-op that into something else. It's, you know, it's part of the it's it's what I'm going to school for, it's one of those things that it's kind of necessary. And uh, since I don't want to do like video work for a living, you know, radio's got to be the thing because that's audiobooks, man. Audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, even, even, yeah, that, it's going to be like some Fabio thing. He then spread his throbbing genes apart. And I would not, out. could not in a boat. And, and you know, <laughs> I can, I can, like I can provide like the production shit that I've done at home. But if I have actual professional, you know, whether it's commercials or sweepers or all that bullshit, um, you know, it's it's it, anyways, it's good to have for moving forward. Because I, you know, I can put that I interned at the school, but that's not that's not really the real thing. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. I interned at uh, the school that I was at, and. Um, they just like they they breezed right over that like oh yeah that's cute so let's go to your real work experience i'm like no 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 that was actually a really really good experience yeah like we were actually system administrators there and they're like yeah that's really yeah they just they, they don't really give a shit <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's the experience that's what it comes down to and you hope like any internship you hope that if you're doing quality work and good enough work their connections are what get you hired if not there then they know somewhere else you get get in where you fit in yeah, yeah, that's that's the ultimate goal. I've uh I have not interned uh, because I refuse to work for no money. That that's what's in me. Oh, I've never done an unpaid internship. I'm uh, no. Yeah, in in this particular industry, it's very rare to find a paid it. one. I'm not yep. saying I'm yep. you. I'm just simply yep. saying that's you got your heart in principle. That is mine. What radio station is out of Kenosha? Uh, I think it's 105.5 Will Rock. Will Rock? Yeah, that's like. The radio station that everybody listens to in Northern Illinois. We don't have a Will Rock here anymore. Really? Yeah, we can't pick up that station. It's I like ninety five one or whatever it was. I could I could pull it up on the internet and listen to it. That's mm-hmm. not a big deal. I just you know. All right. I I uh, and I haven't even had an interview, but uh, you know that's that's where the the placement guy at the school was like, "Hey, here's the thing," and I talked to this guy, and he's looking for people, so send him your resume. Blah blah blah. So. I sent it, and then uh, probably tomorrow or Tuesday, I'm going to actually call and be like, yo, what's up with the, the you resume were, I sent? You were in what is called the pocket. So I call it. You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. 
Fitful for short. Yeah, and then yep. uh, if they want to pay me, that'd be great too. You know, because I'd be driving 160 miles every fucking. At the very least, it may not be free, but if they at least compensate you for gas and fucking oil change or something, right? No, that's figure that out. Too. I don't drive 160 miles a week. Huh. No, I don't. <laughs> I, like I, so, I live here. I go to school. It's fucking three blocks down the road, uh, and everything I do is within like one or two miles. Uh, I'll probably drive like 160 miles a month. Yeah, that's that's nice. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. sure I drove all of that just down here. Yeah, well, where no Nick shit. Lives, <laughs> yeah. Where Nick lives, the powders have to go out for him to hear banjos and spoons playing. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's not entirely true. Everyone who lives around me is from Illinois and I live in their vacation home area. That doesn't mean, doesn't mean much to me. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's an 80 mile. uh, I'm joking. I'm saying that I've seen fancy homes and. Oh no. Interesting people. We'll put it that way. It's nothing like the fancy homes down in this area. So how much time do you have in, uh, in Fallout 4? I don't even gauge that, man. How much time? I don't even gauge it. I think maybe a day's worth, and that was me busting hump. Listen, you have the obsessive personality that I don't. No, I, I, I was just curious. I was just curious how much time you've played. Because I thought Skyrim was a fluke. Because you had said, you know, I'm not really games. Well, Skyrim, oh my God. Okay, cool. That <laughs> yeah, happens. It definitely is Fallout a fluke. 4, when I, when I saw that it was 4 in the morning last night when we stopped doing our tabletop, and you were like, yeah. And I looked in. He's going to be there a while. It's literally on Fallout. Like, he had the energy for it. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, to be fair, I only played for like 45 minutes last night. Because yeah, Adam, thought, Adam thought, because he left to go to a boat, go to his boat with his mom this morning early, you were still going. No. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I don't have a computer in my room anymore. Um, and it, I sleep, normally I sleep with music. What I do is I just leave my Xbox on playing Netflix uh, because the talking helps me fall asleep. So... It just plays until it goes. Are you still watching? I, but, I, you know, so you, any time of day you could come in and be like, what the fuck is Nate doing on his Xbox? And I'm passed out. So <laughs> I was I was what called passed out in the chair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I walked past I and I said, there's yeah. nothing dishonorable about going to bed at four in the morning. I don't know what you I don't know what you're talking about. I was yeah, out. You, you were passed out. Yeah. So it was pretty funny. Can't deal with it no more. My mind don't have it. I'm convinced we could have been partying hardcore. Women's all around. And the moment it hit that time, my brain was like, we're done. Mm-hmm. I know, the show shuts down. There's an obvious time when, when all that stuff happens, right? Um, it's like 30. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember, I remember when it was like game all night. Three hours of sleep, off to work, get home. Yeah. In early 20s. Game all day, all it, night. It was not difficult. In, in the late teens and early 20s. We would do all-nighters and fucking play overnight and then fucking go home and sleep for two hours and then do whatever. Yeah, no, that's not happening now. Yeah, I have weird interests now. Who has weird interests? I do. I want to, like, build my house and shit. <laughs> you know, I want to plant a garden. I think that'd be nice. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of interested in it. No, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, paint my house. Like yeah. your video game house? No, uh, I mean, like, for real. Yeah. You should get Minecraft. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird I don't know I went to Home Depot uh, not too long ago and was like before I'd go in there this place is boring and now I'm like going I could build that that'd be pretty I cool should, uh, I should preface this right now I have uh, two pieces of lumber sitting in my living room 
of a three-piece set that is going to become my dining room table. Then don't dog me out. Um, I saw where you are putting me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You're farther along that process than I am. <laughs> I'm not trying to dog you out. I'm just saying I know where you're coming from because I've been there. <laughs> Look, clearly I really enjoy putting shelves together. All Last right, time you were here, that since, wasn't there. Since, since we have the trifecta I thought it was. decision, no. I'm, I'm just pointing out how no. inadvertently we're, we're defying the cultural norm. All three of us should have an ex- wife or a current wife yeah none of that justify that well that's a, a little that, family started that's not that's a different world it is no that's i find it fascinating too because i truly don't believe in that it's just a joke because that's often the conversation i get into mm-hmm. um like i've been at the workplace and someone will be like i don't do games you work for a company that's built a dynasty on it you should at least know about them right and it's oh, i don't care about entertainment you technology company your paycheck you know what I mean? And it's like that mentality. You're like, oh, well, there's there's stuff like babies are more important and blah, blah. Well, I would like to think women's lib gave you the ability to be more than babies. Yeah. Oh. You know, would, I'm just saying. That uh. is, is, is a normal point that, that may, maybe you should be beyond you know the dress you can buy at the store. Or revert back in time and go to the 50s where you were all the rage. I mean, that's... Let it be known that this was the conversation that started the hate mail. <laughs> I don't know why you get hate mail for. I'm actually saying women are more than that, and it always it always upsets me hearing a woman devolve interests because they're not hers, which is I, apparently. I, uh, and, uh, you know, a strong female can also be a baby maker too. Um, yes, but that's called the given invalids. You know what I mean? If anyone truly believe, well, Bob clearly feels that women should just you know their interests should be dresses and babies. No, that is not what I'm saying. No, no. I, I mean, mice can fuck. Uh, right. That doesn't make them especially evolved creatures. I, I agree with the statement a long time ago. Wiseman once said, "You having a baby is is, is natural. That is not a miracle. No, it there's is nothing not, special about you being able to raise a child. There go. You should be more than just a baby creator. Do you? Did That's, you hear what I just did there, Bob? I no, made a declarative statement. I didn't hear. I said that uh, making a baby does not make you important. Oh, having a did. child does not make you special. Uh, being, uh, and your children are not special. You being a good parent." That, that, that is to yeah, you, you, to the environment. A, you, you and get I, and a handshake I feel that and a clap in the back. And I mean, well, no. What I'm saying is that you being a parent is a special thing. It is, because any parent will say that. And I think I will validate that because they are. I'm I not. I won't validate it. And because of that, well, you can be a bad... <laughs> are there bad parents? Yeah, there are. So there, there's a shit way to do it, right? Right, right. yeah, absolutely. So, so there is. So Sure, it is, it is special that you're a parent to them. Great, Right. You do right. No, that, that, That's where I was going with that. Yeah. You being a good parent is special to you. Right. Uh, and good for you. And, and to me, there's a little respect there. Um, that's, that's something that ideally, if you were ever found yourself being a parent, you hope you're a good one. And that's that. Beyond that, uh, what else do you do? Right. That's me. I'm not a resume for people, but I am saying that you can be beyond that. And I think that when you see someone and all their default, like I met, I've met parents before where it was their parents. They don't actually have names. Even to you. They're like, oh, my friend's parents are blah, but they don't have a name. Right. They like, have no <laughs> sense of identity. How much do you know about those people? Well, I know they birthed this guy, so that's it. Once they have that, once their parents, they're dead. Just always a weird effect to me. I'm just saying, people people are more, and I find them fascinating, and I and I think that's a, that's an onion to peel back. Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, you should be defined by your your ability to plop out a fucking child. It's, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's it's nothing special to raise a child, and it really freaks me out that people find that as a as a life objective it's it all stems back as most things in my life to fight club um 
when uh, there was that moment when uh, when Tyler Durden's in the bathtub and he's talking with himself and uh, and he says, so, you know, I, I got done with high school and I said to my dad, I said, what do I do? He's like, go to college. So I went to college and and uh, I, I, you know, got done with that. And I went back to him. And I said, all right, dad, I got college done. Now what do I do He's like, get a job. I was like, right on. So I went out and I got a job. And, and then I came back to him. I said, Dad, what do I do now? And he's like, I don't know, get married? <laughs> it, it, that's, that's really what it comes yeah, down that's, to. That's it's just, it. you know what? Raising a, a, a family is uh, the de facto standard because sometimes people lack imagination. Sometimes people are born to have kids, right? That's just the way that they were built, constructed, and, and it's great. Um, but if you're having kids because you're bored, get the fuck out of here. Okay, that's the part I was looking for you to be redeeming. And I, <laughs> I agree with that. Because I will say that I am not so negative about someone having parents or having kids to say that that's not a good thing. It is a good thing, especially now. In an overpopulated world and society, it's going to be very hard to raise a kid to be a worthwhile human being down the road. But as, as we said, right. that person needs to realize you are not the only parent. That's not the only child. And therefore, that is why. You're not the sole unique snowflake. Right. You know, that other shoe I wanted to make sure was defined because at that moment, leaving it stand, there was all sorts of arguments I could hear yep. <laughs> erupting from yep. it. That, so. Well, that was part of the, that was part of the great fucking, uh, almost getting into a fist fight conversation. That was a precursor to it was because I, I, I was like, look, you know, I don't need to define myself by having a child and getting married. Like, right. and I was like, look, that works for you. And that's great. If that's what works for you, sweet. You know, but that we don't we, we, we don't live the same life. I don't have a desire uh, any more now than I did when I was 15 to have a child. It's just not a concern for me. I don't, you know. And there's a truth, too, because they say you don't find the right person. It's, it's like you don't you don't choose when that happens. Nobody walks around going unless they're weird that, hey, I need to get married now because look what it is. And that's what I got to do. According to who? Right. But there are those people who say on the opposite end, I'll never do it. Both have proven you find the right person, it happens, and before they know it, yes, they've built the life. Because that's what comes natural. Well, my, my argument to that, because that was kind of posed to me too, was I was like, I've probably found five or six of the right people. It just didn't pop off that way. You know? Well, it's, to clarify the right person, it's when you have the drive to see it through. Right, exactly. And that's not a drive that I have. Not so, yet. You know. and, that's, and that's, I have to add the yet part, because that is the truth. So it's one of it's one of those things when you get to yourself or you are, I've often said this one works on themselves first, and when you get to a point in your life where you are comfortable with you and there's a, there's a confidence you exude or or just a consistent level of I'm capable of doing whatever I want. That's when I find that people relax and whatever and open up and avenues and folks are in different circles. Things go right. It can happen, and whatever magical land that happens, that's where it happens. But if you find yourself in the same mistakes over and over with the same situations over and over and don't care to have the wherewithal to fix that, that's, that's not, that doesn't mean you're not meant for it or that doesn't mean you don't care to do it. It just means that you have not realized or made that, whatever. Right. You haven't grown to that point is what it is, what it comes down to. Nothing's triggered your interest. Yeah. No, nothing, nothing has nothing about children triggers my interests. Unless they're going to be three-year-old death metal singers out in the courtyard. Look, oh. I think she's single, actually. <laughs> um, I didn't certain. mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't mean it like that. I, was I didn't her see mom. a ring on no, it. Her <laughs> mom is not single. Her mom is not single, but her mom, 
I wish I wish she was. Her mom's I've, mom might be. I've I've met I've met her be mom. Metropolitan. I've I've met her. She, she uh she was a customer at the store. Uh, oh, I don't know if that's like side lingo for something. No, no, <laughs> that's that's legitimate. Like she, she was, was a customer, customer at the store. She was a customer at the store that I worked at. Um <laughs> she also has a a sister that is quite um uh, quite attractive. <laughs> she's a she's a, a fair lady. Uh <laughs> There's a tissue with that three-way fantasy written all over it. <laughs> I can't tell you Gross. how gross this statement is. <laughs> Gee, uh, no, that's disgusting. I don't know what you guys are talking about. How is that disgusting? No, no talking about me jerking off. Anyway. That's what's disgusting. Whoa, whoa, who's the other talking thing, about that? The other thing, that's not. That's, that's you know, it's a cream dream, as a wise man once said. Oh <laughs> uh, well, um, I think we're at the fucking two hour mark, and we're just rambling fucking odd now. We've so. been rambling for a hot minute. Yeah, um, you know, here's the standards. Uh, if you enjoy it, please share it with your friends. Uh, subscribe to us on the Stitchers or the iTunes. Um, send us ideas if you want us to, you know, wax poetic about a specific topic. That'd be great. Uh, we're always looking for uh, new and nubile topics to discuss. So um, follow us on the Facebook, uh, Utility Muffin Labs, Twitter, Utility Muffins, um, uh, Utility Muffin Labs on the Instagram, you know, and I, I do a lot of other shit. So check it out on my website or don't, you know, it's your world. It's not mine. I don't have to. I don't tell you what to do. He already said he didn't give a fuck what you do, but that's yeah. What he's I mean, doing. if you want, you know, if you, you can care. talk all you want, how successful you are, people, but until you get a website where I can see it, I'm not right. Interested. I mean, if you care, you know, <laughs> just saying, he's just if, raising the bar. If you care to support, I don't know, local artists or whatever, you know, I'm not trying to shame you, but uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the internet. You just fucking do. What, you want. <laughs> what did you do? Create a kid? <laughs> I got a website with success. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what'd you have? Uh, uh, some semen in a vagina in nine months? Oh, fucking whack them all. Yeah, you can't put your kid on the internet, can you? Oh, nope. Nope. <laughs> Not on a legal site. Nope. <laughs> Not without attracting undue attention from local and uh, federal authorities. Uh, just to be creepy as possible. That's, that was the goal. I think I achieved it. Was... <laughs> I got nothing to add to that. I think that was perfect. <laughs> All right. Any uh, final words from you, Bob? Uh, there isn't, because I've already decried Hank. Fuck Hank Pym. We know this. It just <laughs> and, needs to happen. And, just choke and, the shit out of him. And fuck the Preston. Fallout version, Preston. <clears throat> how, is he, how is he Hank Pym? Look, he's the Hank Pym of Fallout. He's got a laser rifle that doesn't do shit. Because he's Hank a coward Pym. and he beats his wife. He didn't do anything but steal all his fucking heroes' good Allegedly. shit. To go not do anything with it. We don't know that Preston and actually beats his wife. He's been nothing but a gentleman to me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet your president serves you well. I bet he does. <laughs> wow. Bet he does. Was, uh, he does everything I ask him to. Son of a With a, a smile. Yeah, does he? All he does is he tells me to do shit. Yeah, He's no shit. Like, Help everyone who asks. And I'm like, well, everyone? Really? I can't maybe not help one or two people? To point no. something out about Fallout, and it's weirded me out. Why is it wrong that they don't grow cotton? What? Cotton's not edible. They ask you to plant everything, but not cotton. And I think you would, because you can turn cotton, it has multi-uses, one being insulation, more importantly. And they can turn it into clothing. They got technology, plants that still operate, they can get there and take over it. And they don't do it. 
Well, who's going to build a cotton gin? I'm just saying, there's a lot. There's a lot of land. Do you meet a feral Eli Whitney? You're kind of screwed. I'm just saying, I hate Preston so much. I want to bring back slavery. That's what I'm saying. But only in Jesus. Just saying. You know. Wow. Jesus. Ugh. I think I hit your trigger, huh, guys? We're now going to whistle away from it. No, no. See, we're white. We can't. We can't laugh at that joke. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we're not yeah, allowed, right? You know, that, hey, look, uh, hey, look, and, and some people might be offended. I don't mean it seriously ugh, for real, but in Fallout ugh. Four, if there was a mod made on a thing, I might use it for Preston for all thirty seconds. Because Bob hates Preston. I see Preston if you could dress much. him up like a like a house slave. No, I would <laughs> if if I could if I could use Preston on a leash to run into the bushes <laughs> to get Myerlucks to, to go Myerluck mudding, I would just do it. Fetch boy. I would do it. I would just have him really oh. see. There may be a line. This is why you white people can't have those right. commentary. No, no, we, 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 we have to. We're there's a line you loosened to... up and you squeezed it out. And I'm just saying that might have been Look, interesting. We, we, <laughs> we understand you can joke about it. No. Uh, we, we have to engage in white guilt and be disgusted by what you say. Yeah. Uh, but I'm it's saying, okay for you to say it. All I'm saying... Slavery is wrong no matter where you're from. Unless you're building pyramids. And all throughout history, apparently, they've been there. But I will say is that the most, that's even not even the most recent time to think of it. But it happened. And Preston is a son of a bitch and everything horrible should happen to him. Yeah, fuck Preston. Oh, Pete just flew into this town and he's chopping up all the women's meat. Yeah.